ladies and gentlemen. Welcome back. You know, it's another episode. I know, I hope you really enjoyed our Christmas episode. I know it was a little break in between Two Towers action, which can bug some. But to any of you who, uh, you know, were upset about waiting, the wait is over. You know, Thomas and Kellum bringing you some more Lord of the Rings talk. Yeah, baby. So, uh, where we previous, we're not gonna let's not waste any time. You know, let's just yeah. jump into this. You, so, you where just we listened to the last episode, it's fine. <laughs> exactly. Where we previously left off was uh, Aragorn fell off of a cliff at, to his death, and Frodo and Sam have been captured because they spent way too much fucking time looking at the Oliphants. Yeah. Uh, and Mary and Pippin are still talking to Treebeard and waiting for him to, you know. See what's going on. I believe those are the, the four storylines that are the three storylines that we're following currently. Am I mis- missing anything? No, yeah. You've got Mary and Pippin, you've got the Hunters, and you've got, uh, yeah, because, yeah, yeah, and you've got uh, your friend and Sam. Yeah. I was just thinking because I know that, you know, Faramir, Denethor, none of them have, like, they have no. things here or there, but they don't have a full storyline. Gandalf, when he leaves, um, Oh, what's the seat of Rohan where they're at? Actually, because it's not Rohan's the land. What they're, they're, they're in? Um, uh, oh, why do I? Why do I always? Edoras. Edoras, Edoras yeah. is, is the is so, the name of the. Yeah, that's um, that is in. I think you're thinking of uh, Return of the King. I think um, so. Yeah. But uh, yeah, I mean, you do get like when when Aragorn uh, surprise Aragorn's not dead. Um, does like kind of like come to he briefly has uh time on his own but uh yes yes i guess yeah. the time. well let's let's jump into it so like i said we left off with uh with frodo and sam getting captured and then where it picks us up is uh like i said we already got through the wolves we got through all of that stuff yeah so basically now for some reason unbeknownst to me i don't know why they cut it in this way but I'm not here to argue. It's like now when we're like, oh, is Aragorn alive or dead? He's also like falling in love with this blonde chick. It's like, let's cut back to a random point of view. We haven't visited this entire movie and spend some time with Elrond and Arwen because uh, why not? You know? <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, they, they, so this is so the storyline of Arwen is not in the the books like at all. Um you you get like I think she has like a, a very brief mention in the actual book, but the entirety uh, like the bulk of their story together is in the appendices. Um, so which is the, the the bit that is at the end of uh, of the Return of the King, which is honestly one of my favorite parts of the entire <laughs> the entire trilogy is the appendices. Um, here's here's my question though. So one, do you think that the reason why Peter Jackson expanded upon this a little bit, slightly put it in a little bit more focus, was because he wanted to give, you know, a couple ladies something to do. And the follow-up question I have for that is, if that was the case, why the fuck is it this little still? <laughs> I so the they wanted to do it because they needed a romance. They needed a romance in in the film. Dude, we've um, already established Frodo and right, Sam. Right, right, right. Obviously, the romance in the film is Frodo and Sam. But they needed a a straight pat. They they needed something for the straights. So they have uh, they have Arwen in it. And honestly, like I I am a big fan of of them incorporating that as much as they did. And they didn't like. So there's a lot of things that um, that were going to be different. So 
in the battle at Helm's Deep, they originally shot. Uh, so obviously um, coming up like Haldir and the, the elves are going to come in and which again is not something that happens in the books, but Haldir and the elves uh, come in to, to help bolster the, uh, the forces of, of Rohan. Um, but originally they and they did film like you can see like images from these these shots of Arwen went with them also and like was like fighting at Helm's Deep also. Um, okay. But the Internet got wind of this and were very ups- upset. <laughs> they, were, <laughs> they were they were not happy about this decision. So they scrapped that. Um, and okay. Yeah. Yeah. It's. I mean, they still kept it small. I mean, ultimately, like, look, this is the they're clearly like, okay, we're making a boys movie. Like, yes, we have we you know we've got two women. It's fine. It's 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 you know it's not that. But I mean, so it's a boys movie. Um, uh, unfortunately, so um, that is that is how it is. All of the all of the main characters, for the most part, other than. Galadriel, Eowyn, and Arwen are are male, um, and uh, yeah, so that is and and I think that honestly, because of the nature of like how they re- got the like the fact that the that Arwen was never a big part of the or, or at least didn't have that much like page time in the books, I don't think you really could have embellished that too much and really like kept the balance of the story because it wasn't like made to have that in it. Yeah. Um, they, they managed to strike a good balance. I think, yes. Could, would I, would I have liked more? Sure. Um, but I, I do understand, like I, I get the sense that that is also something that, that needs to be accounted for. Um, but okay. yeah, so you, you get, you do get these little, and I mean, yeah, it's kind of, it's kind of out of the blue, but these, because it's not again it's it's just kind of this tacked on thing you get these little because again like so this is this whole thing with arwen like yes you are fulfilling the story beat of you know arwen is leaving and then she's staying and like that whole thing of like oh you know are are they going to be together or are they not but then there is later on you have um uh narso the shards of narso being reforged into andoril which is not how that happens in the book either. Like in in the Lord of the Rings, Aragorn has Andril like from the very beginning. He's like, guess what? This is my sick ass sword. <laughs> like it, like it, it's not like a thing where he's like, I don't want that sword. No, no, I want to be edgy medieval hoser. I don't, I don't, <laughs> don't want to be. I don't want to be the king. Um, but uh, yeah, it's it's. Uh, I mean, I like the the so what do you kind of flashback, the, but yeah, I guess like because my thought, I guess more or less is like, is is it just so we can have Liv Tyler doing something? Because I feel like none of this matters. Like we all, I, I mean, I can't, I can't, I'm not gonna speak for everybody. I assumed watching this whole movie that Arwen was in love with uh, Aragorn, and especially right. when he was like, "Oh, I gotta balance." Like your dad told me I can't be with you because. And she was like, eat a dick. I was like, I gave you this gift. I still love you. I don't believe any of the words you're saying. I was like, cool. So she clearly has already established that she's with him. So why are we wasting time with Elrond trying to convince her to go and all this other stuff? And Well, so uh, I, 
I think that I mean I so trying to convince her to go like I it makes sense from like like if you're trying to understand like Elrond's point of view like it makes sense why he wants Arwen to go. Oh, um, I, I get that completely. I'm just asking why the fuck that matters. That's not pertinent to the story. Our story is not about Elrond and him like trying to overcome the loss of his daughter or like him feeling like eh, that's just relevant. That could have all happened off screen. Yeah, you know I, mean? I mean, like we spent time yeah, on this. Yes, yes, it, it could happen off screen. I mean, it, so I think that it's I like it because it also brings to light this is I mean, this is again something that you don't really get a sense of unless you've read the Silmarillion, but the idea of the reunification of the the houses of the half elven so you have um so there have been these these uh elf and like these unions between the elves and the race of men um have happened three times uh and arwen and aragorn are the third uh the first of which is um is baron and luthien and then you have uh uh, Tuar and Idril, and then you have uh, Bear, and then you have uh, Arwen and Aragorn. So, and, can I ask you really quick? Are, yeah. Is this scenario all three human men, elf women, or yes. some mix and match? Okay. Yes. Yeah, all three human men and and all three elf elf women. And you know, so there is this also this this concept of so there is that there is kind of refilling this this thing that keeps happening. And there is this idea, again, the, the reunification of the houses of the half elven. And what I mean by that is so I've, I've, I've I know I mentioned probably once or twice in passing in, uh, in our fellowship episode. Um, so Elrond is one of the sons of, uh, of uh, Arendil the Mariner, um, who is like canonically like a an elf who is sailing through the 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 heavens in a like white and gold ship through the stars holding a silver elf light his way which is why he's seen as a star and he's like the most sacred star of the elves um his and elrond's brother elros uh was was another one of those sons now arendil was he 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 was you know he he went over i mean there's there's a lot of there's a lot of history i would have to really really dial go do a deep dive to to do the whole history of that so what's important is that because uh they he had this this uh because he is elrond and elros are arendel's sons they are arendel is a half elf so they have he has to choose like they have to choose which if they want to be elves or humans like you can't just like be a half elf think you, of it have... i guess like um dual nationals you know like if you want to yes. if you're good enough to be an olympics level athlete you don't get to represent america and mexico or to, to you extent. have to pick one yeah well i mean well it's also that like so El, because of the different fates of the different races so elves they are tied to the earth and they they never die even if they die they just come back to it um and men they they're they're like greatest gift uh, according to Iluvatar, is the gift uh the the gift of mortality the gift of death the fact that they will leave the world and i mean in, in tolkien's imagining it, it seems that the, they essentially like can like go to heaven they can move on to the afterlife. For the elves, there is really no afterlife. There is, yes, there is Valinor and this kind of like 
realm that's there, but that's still like the, the earth in many ways. Mm -hmm. Um, So they have to choose between. And so Elrond decided that he wanted to remain an elf and Elros decided that he wanted to follow the the path of men. Mm -hmm. So Elros became the first King of Numenor and founded the entire line of, of the, of Numenorians. So also, can I ask you this question? So yes. I do understand that once Elros made the conscious decision to be human and man, that that is uh, the fate that he took and his descendants took. But also, that does mean that Elros is Arwen's uncle. Yes. So which, uh, which means yes. that while it's a lot further down the line for 34th first cousins removed yeah they're 32nd cousins like eight times removed something like that but the point Um, is that like it's closer than you think it's not like quite first cousins but it'd be like if somehow your first cousin was cryogenically frozen and then your 18th great great grandkid or something ended up taking her out of the cryo freeze and marrying her you'd be like that's weird y'all are still related like i get it but i I mean it, because that's not how stuff works for us, I would imagine so. But I mean, it, it's it's a whole it's, it's just, a whole different thing when it's just you, creepy. But you, mainly well, because you also you also have to keep in mind that like Elrond has like had like a close relationship with like the Numenor. Like it, it wasn't like that they like dipped. Like Elrond has like raised the canonically Elrond raises like the like princes of Numenor in uh in imladris in, in which Rivendell. is my other follow-up question that i yeah. have which is and we're getting into the weeds here ladies and gentlemen but like these are the real questions we need to answer okay? yeah it's, it's fine y'all have seen so here's you don't need to here's my again. question okay so you know how aragorn is 87 years old yeah and arwen is 2800 years old yeah she's, uh, she's in her like two like three thousands i think so at what point do elves like, because Legolas is how how old do you think Legolas is? Like Legolas is, I believe he's twenty nine hundred some odd years old, if I'm not okay. mistaken. Still pretty young. So my question though yeah. is, like, when the elf is born, do they come out full adult, or do they go through a child phase and like after like they're like they go from being like a little kid and then when they turn a thousand they become a teenager and then when they turn so, two thousand they become an adult. Like the uh, latest book by Tolkien, which actually came out earlier this year. Uh, the man's been dead for 48 years and uh, still putting out uh, still putting out works uh, does like it goes through the um, like the life cycle of uh, of, of of elves and elves essentially they um, they like gestate for like nine years I, th- I think is, is what I'm, I'm reading here Um an elf child conceived was born nine lore later. Yeah, was born nine years later. Um, the growth age of, of 12. So it's, it's like 12 to one is the con- comparison with with uh, with mortal years. So essentially. An elf then- man was like you are not like a, a full grown man until you're like almost 300 years old. OK. Okay, like that, if, that, if for, but for then, men for men it's 288 for women it's 216 or or 252 and, apparently and when you and when you um 
basically get that age, you're kind of like done, quote unquote, aging at that point. And now you'll just stay that way. Not, I mean, like, yes and no. I, I do understand that, like, Gladriel and Elrond obviously look older than Arwen and Legolas, for example. Uh, or even uh, Haldir. But my question is, uh, <laughs> like, you're answering the question, which is, like, fascinating, and I really have more questions about this, because it's, like, if you're 2,800 years old and it's a 12 to 1 ratio, you should still look like the fucking Crypt Keeper. But, like, that's not... <laughs> <laughs> that's, you know, again, we're gonna ignore that part for a second. My other point that I want to make is, you know how we all... I'm, I'm speaking for all of us here, ladies and gentlemen, but we all aren't the biggest fans of Twilight. And one of the real big issues and problems we have with Twilight is that, like, you know, the werewolf guy is like, yo, oh, my God, I want to have sex with that baby inside you. Like, I cannot wait till they are old enough. Like, I'm not going to do it. I'm going to help raise the kid. And then when they're an adult, I'm totally getting up in that. And I want to point out to you right now that she got that idea from J.R.R. Tolkien because... That means that Arwen, because we already established that Elrond raised, helped raise, like he was, Aragorn's like, yeah, I lived in Rivendell, like that's where I grew up and all these things. Okay, so that means Arwen is a grown-ass woman looking at like a child Aragorn and she was like, you know, when you're older, I'm going to tear that up. Like, we're going to fall in love and be together because like, I really am vibing with this child. I don't think that's quite how it worked. I feel I feel like it's it's it was not quite I, I don't think that it happened. Okay, look, you can say that, but what I'm saying is if you grow up in Rivendell, like you it's not like she doesn't know who he is, hasn't seen him. Right. And so I'm, so what I'm saying is that, you know, she was probably like, Oh, that twelve year old's getting real cute. I can't wait. I Give me like fifty I more years. I well, because so they met, like they like re, re, and also I think Arwen spent a lot of time in if I'm not mistaken, spent like a long time in uh, in Lothlorien, so it wasn't like she was always there when he was doing growing what, up. Banging, banging Haldir? is that what she was doing in Lothlorien? Well, I mean, she, that, that's like her. That's her grandmother. Like that, that's like like Gladriel is her grandmother. So like she was like I'm just saying because Gladriel is terrifying. So I just don't imagine yeah. anybody wanting to hang out with her like that. Well, I mean, she's also like the, the like oldest and wisest like creature on earth okay like, you know what i'm not gonna want to sit in the room with bernie sanders he's terrifying i'm just, you know I, he was the first quick oldest wisest man i could think of i'm sorry <laughs> i couldn't come up with another he's like universally seen is like kindly <laughs> fine i wouldn't want to hang out with that i was gonna say the pope i definitely wouldn't want to hang out with the pope under any circumstances but uh i don't know like I'm you can't think of ooh, one ooh, scary ooh, old white ooh. man. <laughs> no, I, I'm, that like I would say that like consensusly is like wise because rich old white powerful white men, yeah, but are they yeah. smart? No. no. How about Angela Merkel, Germany's former uh, prime minister, like president leader lady? Uh, she's stepping down. It's neither here nor yeah, there. Yeah. But she is a terrifying woman who has a lot of power and is very wise and like basically ran the EU. But the what I but what I wanted to be like, oh, let me just go hang out with her for. You know, a thousand years pass. You know, in human years, you'd be like, you want to go hang out with Merkel for two and a half years straight? No. I mean, you know, if if she was my grandmother, maybe. Eh, okay, I'll agree. Oh, dude, not necessarily wise, but like, would you want to go hang out with the queen for fucking? Even if she's your grandma, you saw Harry was like, "Fuck that grandma! I'm out this bitch! Like, I'm not staying here." By the way, I mean, uh, I'm just. I don't know. 
Yeah, that's, that's that's conjecture. Please, it's also UK hard. Government, it's, it's don't do hard to that. like put this in context because none of these people are like magical beings that have been around since before the moon. Like, first off, <laughs> I would like to establish that you do not you have no proof that Queen Elizabeth was not there before the moon. So, there actually when you, that is, when, when you that think about fair. it this way, when yeah. Charles looks older than his mother, so she's yeah. she's dipping into something. I don't know. if She's like you know bathing in. In virgin blood, I don't know if she's, you know, yeah, it's 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 aged differently, so it's 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 a whole. They're like the elves to our humans, right? Right. So yeah, yeah, that's actually that's that's what it is. Is that the reptilians are elves? Yeah. See, Tolkien figured it out way back then, ladies and gentlemen. He knew the Illuminati were elves, or were. uh, Yep, he was trying to he was trying to tell us through uh, through the Lord of the Rings. But if you you read every eighteenth word, it says it. It's if you read every 18th word in Lord of the Rings, ladies and gentlemen, it literally says reptile. I don't know how yeah, he figured that out, it's but weird. it's weird. It's yeah. so odd. It's it's uh, very strange how he did that. Words like especially when it's being told from Bilbo Baggins' perspective. So, or is this one's Frodo's? I guess this one's Frodo's because Hobbit is Bilbo's technically. Yeah. Uh, but either way, which also ruins the point because if it's told from the perspective of like you're reading a book that somebody wrote, then you know that they live. So it kind of ruins the whole point. Like, like it should have just been like somebody telling the story of the ring. That way, it's yeah. you're not like, oh, okay, I I know that he makes it. But anyway, so basically, after Arwen's nonsensical tangent and so all this stuff, we just got. real quick, because while we were going through that, I was I was uh, browsing uh, th- this book, and so uh, so. You like they elves are they're like within like essentially like like oh like they're prime uh until they're about ten point five thousand years old. So that that okay. is that is when they start to be they don't necessarily become like old, but they're like less they have like less vigor. Okay. Like they, and- they they because elves like they again like the, their spirits kind of like burn through their bodies. So, so here's uh, my question. Uh, how old is the moon in this world? Is Gladriel well past this ten thousand five hundred? I'm just um, curious. You know, I don't know at this but, time how old Gladriel is. Uh, it, uh, she's the oldest, so I would assume if any of them qualified into this, like past their so gl- no, Gladriel is um, is eight thousand three hundred and seventy two at the time of Sauron's final defeat. That's actually. Solid. That's a good age to be, Galadriel. Good on you. Yeah. I, hope to, I hope to reach it one day. You know, let's see if we can get there. Yeah. Uh, I, I, but Arwen basically she decides because Elrond guilt trips her uh, and everything else, and also flashbacks and stuff that she is going to go with the elves to the ethereal planes. I can't remember, the gray map, whatever the fuck you called it, the gray havens. I got it. It took me a second. I figured it out. Uh. And yeah. so after that, after the Grey Havens happens, well, that part actually hasn't happened, but after she leaves, uh, let's just, fuck it, where do you want to go? You want to go back to Frodo and Sam so I can... Yeah, oh, and, uh, just just a, a, a brief addendum. Curadan the Shipwright is actually the oldest living elf uh, uh, in Middle-earth at this time, and he is uh, 11,000 years old. Okay, um, can I ask you a question? Yeah. What's his job? What's he do? So Kiridan is you. 
you only see him for a hot second at the very beginning of the movie when with the three elves and the rings. He is the one who is not Gilgalad or uh, Galadriel. Galadriel. He okay. is the one who he gave his ring to Gandalf, and he is like with the Grey Havens. Like that's where he rules. He he rules Linden. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Cool. Because I was like, okay, so he's he's in the place where all the elves are going. Because I'm just yeah. like, I want to know who the motherfucker is out here that'd be like, Gladriel, shut your bitch ass. Yeah. Up. You don't know shit. Like he's the only elf who is old enough that he has grown a beard. Canonically. Wow. Yeah. Wow. I just want. I just want. I would love. I just want, You know. I just want to get some like some what would you call it, like fan fiction of just like uh, Galadriel going to the Grey Havens and trying to tell people what to do and him just like oh I'm her. sorry oh what what the fuck were you saying oh I'm sorry is, is this is this kid trying to tell me what to do I'm two thousand years older than you I'm sorry Galadriel I didn't know this was children's hour up at the club today yeah. he'd be like he would sit at a table by himself and she would go to sit with him yeah. and he'd be like no 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 yeah. Those are the kids' tables. You can use the kids' table. You don't know that old enough to sit with the big kids. Like you, lonely piece of shit, Kira Dan. Oh. All right, so <laughs> she's we right, moved though. on. Yeah, she's right. So we'll move on to uh, to Sam and Frodo because I really wanted to talk about how much I fucking hate Faramir. So yeah. we'll start because it's oh, it shows Jesus. it shows uh, personally it shows that we jump to the you know. Um, Boromir, Faramir, nonsensical stuff. But I feel like that doesn't happen until after Faramir says that Boromir was his brother. So either way... Yeah. You know, they, they nonsensical transport... stuff, what do you mean? Oh, um... Because we don't, we don't have to... They, they know. They've watched the movie. We can, yes. just, we can just jump around. Okay, cool. So basically, yeah. yeah. So what I talk about is the nonsensical stuff is they added in the Boromir, Faramir scene where they're like, we want a battle for Gondor! And Boromir's yeah. like, I'm the greatest thing in the history of the world! And you're like, and everyone's like, yes, I love him so much. And he's like, yeah, I'm going to let these guys get drunk. They enjoyed it. And really, I feel like this scene is actually only there to show you Denethor. But well, you know. I think it's in my mind, it is. It also shows it shows Boromir in a way that he has not been shown this whole time it, of like, it, I mean, it, it again shows like this side of Boromir. Like it, it kind of sets up like, hey, this is a guy who cared deeply about his people more than anything else he, he you it shows the 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 happiness of his, he, his relationship with his brother it also oh, so shows yeah. like him like 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 being very protective of faramir also that um, was yeah i was gonna go it showed yeah. me he loves his people he wants to protect his people he also sees the best in his people including yeah. his brother and he actually believes in his brother and he doesn't for example like you see the scene and you know, Faramir is like telling Boromir, like, you know, yeah, like we did a good job, like, uh, you know, but Dad's not going to see it that way. And then Denethor comes in, and this cocksucker is uh, just like scum of the earth. I just hate him so much, even now. Like, I don't like Denethor in any way, shape, or form. And I also don't like Faramir, but we'll get into that in a second. So, <clears throat> I think you don't like movie Faramir and Denethor. Yeah. That's that's totally true. Like, yeah. I'm, 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 we're talking about the movies right now. Yeah, I mean, here, which is fair. Which is fair. You're here to talk about. You're you are here to talk about the book, right? And right. What that's, the difference that's fair. Like. Yeah, yeah. Speak uh, the piece. And so what I want to say is, so Denethor walks in and he's like, "Oh, congratulations!" You know, blah blah blah. blah. Uh, you know, and Boromir's kind of like, "Yeah, it wasn't just me. It was literally all our men and Faramir and everything." And he's like, "Faramir, that dude sucks dick. That dude's like that dude is so terrible." that I could give him everything he needs and he still wouldn't do it. And it's like, what? what? This dude is just tearing into his son. And, you yeah. know, uh, to where, you know, Faramir's kind of like, I'm going to 
leave because my dad's being super mean to me. And you're like, okay, I have sympathy for you. I understand your motivations as to why you do, in fact, take Sam and Farda to Gondor. I get it. I understand. I'm not judging you because you want to prove that your father is stupid and wrong and that you could do the job that Boromir could not do, even though it hurts you that Boromir's dead, all that stuff. But this is the, the thing I like about this is while, yes, all the stuff you said about Boromir is true, I really just feel that it's hammered home so well in the sense of he like chastises Denethor about like doing what he does to Faramir. And he's like, you know, he's better than that. And he's like, I know his worth and it's nothing. So yeah. <laughs> you're like, damn. Uh, but then he's, this is also where the point for me that really hammered home the point you made in fellowship. Denethor is the one that tells Boromir, bring the ring to me. Yeah. Get the ring. The, the ring needs to be. So like, yeah, uh, everything all... that, that Boromir says at the council, like, like the, by the blood of our people, your lands keep, like, it's it's just echoing what Denethor is saying in this. It is our people that are dying. Our blood. Yeah. And so that I found helpful and useful. But yeah. I hate Denethor so much because from at least from the movie's perspective, he does not give a fuck about his people. He cares about his power and he cares about Boromir because Boromir makes him look good and that's a good heir to his throne. He despises Faramir, does not want him around. And if he, he would like he has the illusion of caring about his people, his people fighting and dying. He only does that or has that care because he's the closest thing to Mordor. Like they're literally attacking him because he's the closest front it's not if he was in let's say rohan it'd be a different story he would not be reacting and doing that he's just all selfish and about himself uh proven further in return of the king which we'll get to next time you know uh and then i'm trying to think basically denethor is like walder frey to me he doesn't care about anything. He doesn't care about his people. He just cares about his power and what he can or can't do. And he, in my opinion, is about as powerful as Walder Frey in the sense of you have this very small circular like circular area of power that works in Gondor. Except it doesn't, because if at any point you actually get challenged on this, you will not succeed. But that's neither here nor there. He let's he's the steward of Gondor or whatever, so he has Gondor's power but he doesn't care about his people he doesn't care about anything he cares about himself he cares about that title he cares about being able to still be seen as like the quote-unquote king of men because he is in charge of gondor and i really just uh hate him for that and really enjoy when he's lit on fire and burns and then jumps off the top of that building it's always enjoyable for me yeah i mean that's that that's fair and denethor denethor sucks shit um the what I'll say to Denethor's uh, benefit is that so yes in and I think that this is a real disservice that not even just from like the in terms of the character but in terms of like storytelling like it's always just like oh so Denethor is crazy and evil like there there's there's no like there's no depth to that character at all there there's no like uh, so in in the book what you find is that so. Uh, Denethor is I mean he's still acting the same way but the reason behind this is so Denethor has a Palantir in uh, in uh, in his, the, the tower in, in Gondor that he and uses. that is the marble that uh, Sauron and Sauron yeah, it's, it's one of it's one of the, the, the lost seeing stones that Feanor created um, and 
So he's been using, and, and Sauron also has one of these, obviously. And so he's been using that to have, like, to engage in, like, daily psychic combat against Sauron, like, trying to, like, defeat him himself. And, like, the, the, the book, like, makes it clear that, like, Denethor is, like, not doing a bad job. It's just that Sauron is, like, incredibly powerful um denethor i mean it's very clear denethor is it comes from a, a a strong line of numenorean descent um that feanor gets the the bulk of rather than boromir yes boromir is strong and and all these things but that feanor gets like the the majority of the the numenorean traits um and that yeah i mean it, unfortunately there's actually, uh, oddly enough, in, in Lord of the Rings Online, um, they reference this as well, that, like, when you defeat Sauron, like, Gandalf at the uh, at the coronation scene, he's like, hey, just so everyone knows, like, this is only possible, but, like, Denethor died, but the only reason that any of this shit is possible in the first place is because Denethor held off Sauron for, for long enough for us to get here and do our shit. Like, if he hadn't been doing his thing... Sauron would have completely destroyed uh, Minas Tirith before any of us even got a chance to get here. We'd still be in Moria while that happened. Okay. Um, so, like, yes, there, like, he's still a big piece of shit and all this stuff. But, but I think that he he does get done dirty in the the movie. And fair okay, that that could, I, say, that could absolve him. That could absolve Denethor of his. Well, it doesn't absolve anything. It doesn't saying, absolve. Well, it, but, but but it doesn't it doesn't fix any of the stuff about him being terrible to. Faramir. No. No, that's what I'm saying is like he still is like being a real piece of shit the whole time. Um, now, with regards to Faramir, um, and I remember David. OK, Wenham, so do you want me yeah, to get my, my piece yeah, out do, so that way you can defend your, him first? Because it'll be real hard when you sell him and like convince everybody that he's like a good character or a good guy. Yeah, do, and do I shit think. on that. So <clears throat> the problem I have with Faramir is he is what I would like to call a follower. And I can't stand this motherfucker okay so the pro multiple things okay you're quote unquote an intelligent you know leader of gondor your brother died all these things it takes you way too fucking long to find any kind of action ability or any kind of purpose or independent thought he's too much of a daddy's boy with all his like i need to prove my father in the sudden now fuck your father okay like he clearly he does not care about you so fuck him Okay, you don't need to worry about that. You don't need to be doing any of these things. Uh, you know, another because I know Game of Thrones very well and stuff. You know, it's like he could—he's basically like Tyrion. You know, getting shit on all the time. But what does Tyrion do? He actually still takes actionable uh, choices. He does things like he at no point is Tyrion not like self-assured or confident in terms of what he's trying to do. Faramir at no point seems confident or sure. He just kind of follows things, does what he thinks he's like. Oh, I could probably do this, or I should do this, or I should do that. Until he finally, again, later on is confronted with the choice and decides, okay, I'll let you go and forfeit my life if I have to. It's whatever. I'm not, you know, I, I, I realize. But it's like you could have done that shit in the fucking caves, okay? Also, <clears throat> he's super dumb. I have a problem with him because he is so dumb. Like, I get it. You're probably a follower because you're dumb. But you are telling me that you grew up with Boromir in the house with you talking to you and loving you and treating you with kindness and showing you all these things every single day. And you didn't figure out any of the stuff he was talking about was everything went over your head. You don't understand any kind of motives or, you know, just anything. It bothers me so much. He's weak. He 
Like, yeah, it's just that's basically the three things right there. You know, he's a follower, he's dumb, and he's weak. And that's just, I can't enjoy a character with those three things. Okay. Well, so the the Faramir in the book, they they, they made major cha- major changes to Faramir's character in this. Um, and like David Wenham like talks about like that when he like because David Wenham like was a fan of Lord of the Rings. Uh and he he like read for Fair he like read Faramir's part and he was like, uh hmm. He was like, Hey Pete, can we talk? So because in in the books, like they meet Faramir and he's immediately like, ah, you're taking the ring to Mordor, a noble cause. How may I help you? Like, what can, what can we do to help you? Like what, 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 like we've got all these things that are, are, like, I've got, we've got my men, like we've got all those things. Like, what can we do to, to make this simpler for you? Um, And like immediately, like, he's like, he wants nothing to do with the ring. He's like, Nope. He's like, that's not, he's like, I understand that, that it's not for, for, for men. Like, I don't, I don't, I don't have any interest in it myself. Um, I was like, it should be destroyed. Um, I mean, he's still like, you know, he still very much loves his father and like wants his father to be proud of him. But he like is a hundred percent like, nah, like I'm I'm not about I'm not about that. We're not taking the ring. Like we, I want to I want to help you do what you got to do. Um, and so David Wenham was like, hey, why the fuck? Like, what's happening? And they were essentially like, look, if we write Faramir into the movie the way he is in the book it's the least interesting character ever because there's no arc at all. Like there's, there's no art. Cause he, he starts off perfect. Like he, he starts <laughs> off, he starts off as like, and like they talk about that. He is like the embodiment of in like of Kings of old. And like Dennis even talks about that in, in the movies. Like he's like, always you want to be seen as, as, as lordly, like the Kings of old um, that uh, like, he, yeah, he's like he's like the the typical Numenorean like like high high caste like thing. Um, that if yeah, if that was the case, that there there is no character arc for him at all. I'm like, yes, you know, he he starts off and like he is very clear, like he almost takes the ring for himself. Mm-hmm. He 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 sends the ring to he actually sending the ring to his father. Does all these things. It takes him forever to be like you know like do what he's actually supposed to do. Um, but I mean, that is more, much more interesting than just a guy who's, who's like great and is doing exactly what he should be doing. And he's like, all right, go do your thing. Like, that's we'll... fair, but that bothers me again, because it's still unmotivated. That arc makes no fucking sense. Cause you're tell- like, again, I mean, all the makes... things I listed to me, it's like, you're dumb. All these things yet. This is when you're like, oh, wait. No, I know what I need to do. This is it, not, it's like that's stupid. You know, like that's it makes sense from like the standpoint of like a a very clearly like traumatized like somebody who's been emotionally abused. Like it, it makes sense from that standpoint. It's like very clearly like Faramir is constantly abused by his father. And especially now that Boromir is not around to to defend him, like that's that's just the way that it is. Um, and so he, but he still very much cares for his father. So he is constantly seeking approval when, I mean, like, this is not like a new character trope. Like this, this has been, this has been in stories forever um, that like, he is constantly trying to find any way to like have his father see that he has worth. And he like sees like 
this is the thing that like they he said that I couldn't do that Boromir couldn't do like I can finally bring him what he wants and he'll have to be proud of me then um like I mean it it makes sense from you know what I think makes more sense in my head Hmm. uh is that like you know Faramir how how much age difference do you think there is between Boromir and Faramir like six years like something like that I would say less than 10 so let's say I'm in my head. I just envision that. And how is it that you become steward of Gondor? Is it like you're born? Yeah, uh, it's, like, they, okay. the house of Anarion has been stewards for a very long time. Okay, yeah. perfect. So then my thought is, at some point, there should be no Denethor because uh, Faramir should have been like in his late teens, maybe early twenties, and just been getting shit on and abused by his dad, and just one day been like, you know what, and just killed him. And then be like, oh my god, dad died. Boromir, you're king now. And then his like all those problems are solved. And don't give me this like nonsense. Like he just wants to earn love and do all these things, bro. I mean, he is too noble. He's too noble for that. Like he is 100 percent too noble for that. I'm just, I just like I get what you're saying. (laughs) From from, like a utilitarian standpoint, that makes sense. But he's like. He's like a very noble person. Like only when he is like letting his. is it i agree okay whatever but i'm saying it also like i feel like you boromir would just be a better leader and ruler than denethor so you could just play i'm just gonna make boromir the leader it's not like he's trying to kill his dad to make himself the leader or the, well, you know what i mean like so that uh, yes and this is an important thing to like while it's not like that that me saying any of those things that means that denethor was not interested in like like conserving his own power um like he still you know and like on like it wasn't like that denethor was like elderly like he was still like it, it was still like a fully reasonable age for him to be the steward um and he probably would have been steward till he died because that's just typically how that worked um mm. till he was till he died or he was like in, incapable of continuing to to fill the post um but like yeah i mean like he's still like 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 gandalf to goes off on, on this this explanation of like why you know gondor kind of diminished that you know that the that that people you know built built grander how uh grander mausoleums than they did houses of the living that they you know counted more dearly the names of their of their forefathers than the lives of their sons um that you know like this is this is the thing that's been happening in gondor like yes you know like faramir and boromir are like you know like exceptional like examples here but there it's this is still like a thing that's been happening like it, it is still there's still a reason why there's been a a thousand year long decline in this in this place. I mean, also like, yeah, I mean, Gondor in general, like so Minas Tirith is not supposed to be like the one city of Gondor that it is. Minas Tirith was supposed to be kind of like what Helm's Deep is for Rohan. That's what Minas Tirith was supposed to be for Osgiliath. Um, Osgiliath was supposed to be like the main city of like the the jewel of gondor and yes gondor used to be much bigger also and like you know gradually lost lands and things like that but um like yeah minas tirith was not meant to be lived in the way in the manner that it is lived in currently Mm. okay okay doesn't appear that way but okay uh i so this basically though those are the reasons why i don't like them but you know 
essentially, we're, you know, just kind of try to stay somewhat on track is, you know, Faramir, you know, decides, like you said, that I'm going to take the ring to my dad. So we're going to get up and we're going to Gondor. Let's go, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, or I guess gentlemen and uh, Gollum. Let's yeah. go on this uh, this little trek to Gondor and take, a, take you right there, uh, which I, I find just so silly and dumb. But, you know, uh, it, honestly, I, I feel like it's funny because it works out this way in a sense, but it's like, just like what uh, Pippin says when he's like, the closer we are to danger, the farther we are from harm. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, let's take the ring right to the doorstep. Uh-huh. But uh, they're going to start traveling. So while they're traveling on their little journey and they're going to go ahead to Gondor, uh, we're back with Mary and Pippin and Treebeard and the Ant Moot. <laughs> and they've decided that they're not going to go to war. They're going to just chill, do their own thing. You know, it's not their fight. It's not their war. It's not their issue. Uh, but Mary and Pippin are like, hey. Or actually, I should say, uh, Mary is like, figures out, oh, wait, if we just take them. Look, we want to change directions. We want to go south. We want to go back this way instead of getting dropped off that way. You know, and I think that's maybe the most important uh, contribution that Mary makes in this film is yeah. choosing to go the way he does. I mean, again, I you could make the argument that 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 Pippin is like does more to like make like to to make things go the way they need to go than a lot of the characters do like you know he he's the reason yeah. that we have gandalf the white he's the reason that the El- that that isengard was destroyed like you know i mean it's, uh, yeah 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 that's fair that's fair so uh it's at this point though that the uh Faden and legolas and gimli and then the rest of them uh that battled the wargs have come back to Helmsteep, so now we're going to like first finally see Helmsteep and see it in this grandeur and this gloriousness, and it's pretty badass, I'm not going to lie. Uh, I mean, looks like it's like, hey, it's a refugee camp, I get that, but it's still, it's it's pretty badass, awesome-looking castle. My main question, though, is okay, what, um, do, are there people that live there 24-7, so when that way, whenever like Rohan goes to retreat there, they can go, or is it that you have locked the gates? Uh, all right, like how because people could just be like, Oh, like squatters, or like what if you know, I was just thinking about this because the only way in is to go up that long, like I don't know, it's like walkway, like you know, up in the air, yeah, and then you have that door, and it's like, Okay, well, what's to prevent any enemies from just like taking that like not even orcs or anything it could just been like oh just bad people like sellswords you know like anybody it's like because y'all leave at some point so i don't understand i i think i mean it's not touched upon like obviously like when they arrive at helm's deep there is like a lot of people there already but that's because they've been kind of like collecting there for a while Mm -hmm. um i think they probably have a like a, a garrison that's there like that, there is an amount of, of you'd have to think, yeah, that there's I mean, a, at least something, right? Because, uh, yeah, it's just the logistics of it. It's, but, uh, it's at this point, though, that oh my god, I'm gonna start mixing them up. 
uh, Eowyn. Yes. You know, it's like, hey, like, it's like, where's, where's, where's Aragorn? Where's Aragorn? Where's Aragorn? Mm-hmm. And they're like, oh, he didn't make it. We let you know. He fell. He fell. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm just like, so we, Eowyn genuinely, truly loves Aragorn. Like, we've established this. Like, is that safe to say? Yeah, she, she is, she is thoroughly, I mean, you gotta, like, I mean, A1's 23. Like, you know, there's a, there's this cool... Like, I mean, I get it. Like, I get it. Like, I get it. Like, we've all been there. We've, we've all been there. We can all... We all have eyes that work. We get it. Um, yeah. But, like, yeah, no, she, she is in her mind firmly in love with Aragorn after knowing him for, like, a couple of days. Yeah. Um, yeah. Because he, he was the only man that was like, oh, you swing the sword pretty solid. Yeah. You're the only man who I don't look like, who I'm certain I'm not related to, and does not look exactly like all of these other blonde motherfuckers here. So true, but you know we get the same where she's, you know, it's terrible. Oh, I'm crying. I just, I, I I, see. Okay, I didn't know that she was supposed to be 23. So the like madly in love after a couple days thing makes way more sense now, because. I'm just like, oh, but it's also Aragorn's luck just to have every lady he meets falling all over him, you know? Don't we all wish we looked like Viggo Mortensen? Yeah, and it's a, it, I mean, yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah. I Again, I have eyes that work. Like, it's... <laughs> yeah, right? Uh, but that, my thoughts, though, so how many people, now that now that we're here, now that everybody except everyone's uh, in Helm State, how many people would you say, how many troops... Pre us grabbing all of the children and the super old people and stuff, like genuine troops. Do you think they have two thousand? Do you, are you asking me how many how many fighting men they have at uh, Helm's Deep? Not Helm's counting Deep? elves, three hundred. Three hundred. Yeah, they they and they they say it like when when um and that is like with all of the old and young motherfuckers that they like conscript oh. into serving because in when Legolas is like uh is 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 like basically being like Aragorn, this is fucking crazy. We gotta get the fuck out of here. All these people are gonna die. And he he says he's like he's like this is impossible. Three hundred against ten thousand. There's no way. Like that. Yeah, that, that's that's how much they got. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay, and then okay, so I was, I was curious because it's like they make it seem like maybe more are present, I nah, would say, maybe. but that makes more sense. So, yeah. yeah, we're gonna see that you know, essentially, the king is just being naive and legless and gimli. My, here's my other question I was just being very proud. I don't know if naive, he's being incredibly proud. I yeah. have a question for you though. So, if legless and gimli do indeed believe that Aragorn is dead and fell off his horse. Uh-huh. Why the fuck are they still there? Like I, when Aragorn comes back, should they not have been like, "We're gone"? Like we aren't any of y'all. Like what? And I mean, especially if Legolas is like, yeah, three hundred people, Gimli. Come on. I mean, like, I bet they don't know what they don't really know. It's. I mean, also like they know that Gandalf is coming back. So like, oh, that's true. That's true. I, I, I mean, yeah. but okay, they probably okay. like don't, haven't figured. Like even if they like without that, they probably wouldn't have like figured out what to do. Like it, 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 it hasn't been long since this has happened. They maybe okay, not and, have not and processed it. Aragorn is the one that tells them it's ten thousand. So at this point, they don't know how many troops are actually yeah, coming. Like, so it's not a bad. Like it's not like oh god, we gotta get out of there. Just like okay, we'll go here and we'll, we'll you know we'll figure out our next move. Like yeah, and and I feel like Legolas and Gimli would think like 
okay, three hundred. If it was like a thousand, yeah. they'd probably be like, "Oh, dude, we're fine." Like, yeah, I, like Gandalf's right. gonna be here in like two days. Like, it's, it's not a big deal. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So, but so you know, we, they have the argument about like, okay, everyone's dead. So now we're gonna cut back. Uh, and this is, I guess, like the, the very small, minor scene of Aragorn, like not dead, just like. And my main thought with this every time I watch it, it's like. What if that dude was face down? Like, are you just immortal? Like, oh, he, he naturally, like, is going to land, like, head lifted up so he can float down this river and breathe. Like, what? Yeah, I don't. Yeah, there's there's no, like, oh, when you fall in the water. It's not like when you, like, because if you, like, pass out standing up, you always fall forward. Um, I mean, unless you were like leaning back, but like you, I remember that from an Encyclopedia Brown book. <laughs> That's where I found that out. Uh, that like if you pass out, you typically fall forward. Um, it, there's nothing like that. Like, oh, if you fall, if you fall in the water, you always like come back up or facing face up. And also, um, also, can we talk about too? He has armor on, and he has a, a sword. All like all his weaponry. I mean, he, he and he like fell armor, off, but okay, but he still. Fell off a cliff. Gravity exists. He yeah. would have like gone into the water. Like he would not have stayed at the top. Like I, yeah, yeah. I, I just find it difficult to believe that. I, that's why I'm always like, okay, are we doing that? Like just immortals? Like just you know, like you said, they have naturally long life. But I'm just like, can they just not die? Like. No, that that's not necessarily it. But he, I mean, he is like, I mean, the, many things in this situation are like blessed. I mean, like the 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 divine of of this world is like involved in a lot of things in subtle ways. It's happening. So I mean, okay, you can make so that. I can, I can you can make that argument that for this thing that does not happen in the book. Um, you can so make that argument. We have this minor scene. Aragorn's, you know, alive. His yeah. horse wakes him up. Because is that Bill? The Bill show back up? Or no, that's uh, that's Brago. So that's the horse when when he when he has his his horse girl scene where he comes in and like they're 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 like fighting with the horse and it's like you know doing all this stuff. Ah, and okay. It's like our horse is half mad, my lord. Don't go near it. And he starts speaking Elvish to it and uh, all this stuff. And he, he tells he tells Eowyn to to let the horse free. Um, that that is Theodred's horse. Brago. Mm. Yeah. Okay, cool. So, yeah, uh, Brago wakes him up and is carrying him back, and he's just like, yeah, I'm super out of it. Oh my god, there's 10,000 troops marching towards Helm's Deep. I gotta go way quicker and get let everybody know. Yeah, dog. And then we're gonna have a moment. I guess we can talk about it since like he sees the troops marching, so it's already happened and stuff. But those scenes with, like, fucking Wormtongue and Sauron, where he's, like, yeah. you know, talking about the army and, like, the war, and, like, I'm, you know, the greatest thing ever, Hobbit. But yeah. also, this is like leave you know, you none alive. You mentioned prior that uh, he's trying to like you know usurp Sauron. He's trying to take the ring for himself secretly, even though he's playing it like he's on Sauron's side and all this stuff. Yeah. Uh, so my thought, because the movie doesn't ever really make it as clear that, that is in fact the case that it's. He is going to betray Sauron if he gets a chance. It always makes it seem like he's just down for the evil cause, I guess. Yeah. So, uh, is that why people dig, like signify and talk about like the white hand of Sauron, Sauron versus uh, being Sauron's orcs or army? Because like they are actually like a third faction. I or mean, something? not really. Like, Sau- like Sauron, like has his own. Like, even without like. 
even without like the fact that he's like you know kind of trying to like get the ring for himself and do all this stuff um like he he still like is his own like he doesn't didn't just like like he he built this army himself like all that like it's it's like he's like a, a franchise you know he's he's like he's contracted to to uh to sauron but like he it was, these are still like his orcs i got um, you i got yeah. you so those first couple that sauron sent we're just like, all right, I guess this is my master now. I don't really because like, remember like when he finally talks into the ring or the into the marble, and then yeah. those like two or three orcs show up and they're like, What well, are our orders? And he's like, Let's do it, bitch. Well, like, he, he they say, What orders from Mordor? What does the eye command? So I don't know if that necessarily because that isn't I mean, I guess initially the orcs would have to come from Mordor um initially because uh, you know they they weren't just like there in the woods um but uh yeah yeah i mean that that is a yeah so they i guess they would have to come from like the orcs came but then you know he raised like the the urukai he built that army himself mm-hmm. like all those all those urukai soldiers are like a couple of days old yeah yeah uh but yeah so he sends them off to slaughter and kill leaving himself severely weakened and i'm mm-hmm. don't know why he he was such hubris that he didn't even think that like, he just never thought it would happen. Like he just, he just had not planned for it. Uh, and so the army's marching Aragorn. Ta-da. Aragorn returns. I'm alive. You know, uh, Eowyn's like broken. You fuck me right now. Like immediately. <laughs> like I need it. She's I'm like, he's like, dude, can I like hug my best friends? Tell Thayden he's about to die. Like then maybe okay maybe I don't um, think she actually like even sees him until no no she she does like the the only because t- she sees him and she's gonna go up to him but then she sees Legolas handing him the the even star and he's like oh yeah and she's like oh shit like he's still he's still thinking about this lady yeah but uh, she, she's still like i'm still gonna get in there it's like it's like i'm like she's she basically at no point in this, in this whole series to me is like you know it's all like oh man i'm I'm still not down for this i feel like he could have walked up and been like yeah so this is this is arwen arwen this is eowyn like we're gonna just you know william marston it like they were you know whatever they and it's like yeah let's do it you know i mean it's possible i i i, I suppose it's like that. I'm saying you're making up a fake romance when you're already built. Like it's like, why are we having two romances with the same person? Don't get me wrong. Yeah, Aragorn is a choice piece of meat, so I get why there would be two loves fighting over him. I'm just saying, yeah. you know, it's a little odd. Yeah, and, I mean, yeah, but you're right. Yeah, like that. He tells Thandon, you know, you're a moron. We have so many people coming. We're gonna die. Blah blah blah. And then now it's back to, I guess. So I'm just curious because. Is the Battle of Hornburg? Is that Gondor? Is that where? No, no. The Hornburg is um, the Hornburg is is like when they are, um, uh, that that is like the the like the final level back into the the uh, in, into Helm's Deep. The Hornburg. Okay. He says, "Like no army has ever set set foot inside the Hornburg." Um, yeah. 
Okay. Okay. Cool. Like the, so, I mean, which which I guess is just translated to like the the home of the horn, like where the horn lives, the 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 horn of Helm Hammerhand, who okay is a they they like mention that a guy a couple of times, incredibly cool dude in Rohan in Rohiric history who literally just punched dudes to death. Like gigantic guy, and like, ha- like they call him Hammerhand because he would just be like, <laughs> just, just like <laughs> he was, he was, um, the 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 new anime that's coming out, the animated movie, the the War of the Rohirrim. Um, it will, I believe, will be about. It will have Helm Hammerhand in it, so it'll be it'll be interesting. But that's that's gonna be funny. Yeah. So, uh, I, what I would like to do, if you're okay with it, is instead of doing kind of what the movie does which is bullshit and jumping back and forth let's knock all the stuff that is not helm's deep in the battle out and then we can like go into all helm sure and talk sure. about it because i don't want to jump back and forth okay so uh would you rather start with isengard or do you want to jump to uh gondor um let's go let's let's do let's do gondor because i mean there's really not that much that happens there I mean, cool. it's not so, that much that happens in either way, but yeah. That's true. But so, Gondor. We have Sam and Frodo show up. They see it's fucking terrible how bad Gondor is. Yeah, well, they're, they're in Osculeth, and uh, yeah, it's, it's fucking bad. Yeah, yeah. Well, because yeah, I don't know the map that well. So, Osculeth yeah. and Minas Tirith. Well, Minas Tirith is further away from Osculeth, I guess. Yeah, Osculeth is also like the the battle that they have in the third one where... where um, where like Faramir comes back from after like that, that Gandalf like helps them kind of get away from the Nazgul. That's that's Osgiliath. Oh, that is the yeah city. But uh, essentially, it's terrible. You know, there's I can't tell if it's just one or multiple, but there's at least one uh, Nazgul. And there is. I think that there is only one at this point. Which also begs the question, like, I guess I guess the other one, there's also one, um, no, that could be the exact same one that's following when Sam and Frodo and uh, Gollum are having to hide. And, I mean, there's there's so. nine of those bad boys, so it could yeah, be any of them. It could be any of them. There's nine fell beasts as well? Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, e- okay. Each Nazgul, like, has a fell beast at this point. Cool beans. So... Like you say, all you really see is that, like, hey, Gondor as a whole is not doing great. Osgiliath is getting raped, like, every second. People can barely cross, like, areas because there's so many arrows flying from orcs and things across the bay or the harbor or wherever the fuck they are. And the only importance of this is, I guess, that it's just to give you exactly what you said earlier. It's just to give Faramir his arc and let him be like, all right, little hobbits, go on your way. Y'all can leave. Uh, which is dumb because then it's also like, oh, your life's forfeit. And he's like, oh, I guess what life's forfeit. And it's like, you're not dead. Like, can we stop kidding ourselves right now? Like, but either way, it I guess it's just a step closer to the Black Gate. Never forget. So Sam and Frodo leave. This is like when, yeah, like, they're, they're like going through the... Uh, I don't know which like they're like it's like on hilltops like cliff sides they get to the black gate that's when they reveal the like oh hey we're just gonna like walk in plan which is wait no that that was that was way before uh, wait 
We've already passed the black gate. Mr. Oh yeah, we we sorry sorry. <laughs> yeah no no we we are we are at the black gate. We 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 have already passed the black gate. Um, we went to the black gate and then they were trying to go oh, okay, to go the uh, other way. Yeah so, yeah no we okay. we did the black gate so in the, in the at first. At this part. point yeah. though, I think is when they leave. Is the moment when Gollum decides because at this point, uh, Gollum has come back and you know is betraying Frodo and Sam. But this is like, and I had no clue where this was going because obviously I didn't read the books when I was a kid and I was just watching the movies. So when Gollum says, you know, oh, well, we can't, because he's like, you know, Smeagol's like, I can't kill Frodo. Like, he's nice. Like, so Gollum's like, all right, well, maybe we don't do it. Maybe we let her do it. Yeah. And it's like, oh, that's a wonderful idea. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, And so I I really genuinely had no fucking clue what we were about to get into in this next movie that is some of those terrifying stuff you're gonna like yeah i mean it's it's i think that's the idea is that you're supposed to be like you're supposed to leave that being like um like yeah like (laughs) Like, what what are we gonna do like where are we yeah because my thought initially i i did honestly had no idea who she was like in Mm -hmm. any way shape or form uh i was i don't know if i I can't remember if i was like oh it'll be a girl or oh i was just kind of like like who is she who is yeah like who is yeah who is that and to find out spoilers for anybody who hasn't seen return of the king it like shelob is just fucking terrifying this was my question like is shelob like a naturally occurring uh creature or is shelob like put there specifically by sauron to help protect this entrance way or this way in through like to get into mordor okay so Shelob is uh, one of the offspring of Ungoliant. Um, Ungoliant is was a a spider that was like kind of like came from the void in like creation times. Um, that was incredibly powerful, and Melkor actually enlists the help of uh, Ungoliant to like steal like help steal the silmarils and like the reason like so the the originally the 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 two sources of light the source of light in in the world well there's originally so after after the lamps were destroyed and and arda was 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 burnt to a cinder the original arda and mard was burnt to a cinder um the next source of light were the two trees uh laurelin and telperion uh that were in valinor and Ungoliant is who she like like ate the light of the trees like stole the light of the trees and killed the trees um and uh like try like almost killed melkor when when he wouldn't hand over the silmarils to her and like all this stuff and like got driven away by his balrogs um and then she like went off and uh and, like had like offspring of these like giant like horrible nasty fucking spiders and uh shelob is one of these spiders that is the offspring of of this like cosmic spider okay uh and so shelob this is just like where shelob decided to dwell are there other ones in middle earth or are they like uh i don't so there are like in in the hobbit they talk about the spiders that are in mirkwood um I don't know. Like, I guess those are technically. I, I don't know if those are canonically uh, offspring of Shelob as well. Um, but, uh, but like, this is their. 
like Shelob is not the only one. I don't know if at this point Shelob is the only one. I don't think so, but there were like many. There were many spiders that were like the offspring and of Angoriot. But you know, it, this, it's been like thousands of years, like many, many thousands of years since since Shelob like no longer or since Angoliant no longer was around. Um, so this is my another thing too, though, which we'll get into more so when we get to it. But uh, so Shelob is thousands of years old that's fine that's all dandy but well i don't i don't know about that it's i don't mean that that i don't know hmm. it is not specified if shelob is like a direct like like that shelob's mother was ungoliant or if like shelob is just like from the line of ungoliant it's not either could be true neither is specified okay well my main thought though is uh still a spider Spiders don't like fire. Maybe that's yeah. why there's less. Like you said, there's only there's only one or two. Like who knows? Because fire kills still kills spiders. Yeah. But uh, yeah, I had no clue what was happening. I just knew I didn't like Gollum. But here's a question I have for you. So at any point, maybe it was after Gollum pulled Frodo out of the mog, the bar, marsh bog, whatever the heck. Um, or do you think at any point, Sam? like trust Gollum or thinks Gollum isn't going to betray them at any point in to date to what we see in this movie. Cause so, obviously I feel like he does believe him at some point in the next film uh, because he reacts so hurt when he, they, he gets betrayed. However, uh, I just, I was curious what you thought. I don't think that Sam ever really trusts uh, Gollum Smeagol. I don't think so. I think that the moment where, um, when they are leaving uh, Gondor after like the, the whole encounter, and you have like Sam's great. Oh, yeah, we skipped over like so. Like um, in this scene, like uh, I, I'll, I'll circle back, but I just want to want to mention. Uh, well, I'll I'll do this and I'll go back to it. So uh, that when they're leaving Gondor um, after you know like Faramir like chokes out Gollum and is like you know if you if you leave them death may death find you quickly if you lead them to harm um because he know he figures out where where uh Gollum is taking them and all Gollum also knows like oh shit he knows where I'm taking them and like kind of like starts to kind of get away try to get away um mm-hmm. and that is true which further but, backs up the like what who is she like what is like, what yeah. is so that like yeah because he's like they say there's a dark terror that lives in upon the uh, uh in the passes above Kirithungal. um that when sam is like uh he tells Gollum, like he's like frodo didn't mean for those rangers to hurt you he was trying to save you like i like i like so no no hard feelings right we really didn't want any of that to happen i don't think that sam trusts him there but i think that that is the closest we get um which is which like from like a a kind of dynamic like standpoint is great because that is also like right when she when Gollum decides like no we're gonna kill both these motherfuckers yeah um but uh but yeah then but so right before that you do get the, this great scene of yes the the Nazgul school is there and you know they're they're fighting and uh Frodo is definitely like under like you know he's like they're coming or they, they're here they've come I'm like Nazgul and you know 
all the stuff's going on and then frodo like goes up on top of a rafter and like the uh, the nazgul like comes down and he like presents the ring to the nazgul is like about to put it on then you know sam runs up and pulls him away grabs him they they fall down the stairs and frodo pulls his sword on on sam and sam you know you get the you know it's me it's your sam which again you don't say straight people don't say that no <laughs> it's just, it's not no. it's not a thing that you say it's the gayest shit in the world um but uh so yeah, it's yeah and then you get you get uh you get this great this fantastic speech by by sam which i'm pretty sure is not in the book i could be mistaken if i'm mistaken i apologize but i remember uh philip or i remember fran walsh um i think it was fran yeah i remember uh uh fran walsh uh talking about like writing this this speech with philippa um and, and like getting to the point where it's like you know uh that they, these these people were holding on to something it's like what are we holding on to and like fran was like oh fuck what the what <laughs> it's like <laughs> i've got nothing and then they they came up with the with, with the rest of the, the the speech you know that there's some good in this world that's worth fighting for which is i mean again like sam really really hits it out of the park with the speeches but that is like one of the best ones in the entire uh like that, that kind of that montage of like all of these storylines kind of coming together. It is, I mean, especially like it watching this like in in a pandemic, regardless of what what most of the 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 you know the south of this country wants to think, and most of the country in general, a pandemic that is still very much happening. Um, it, it definitely hits different. The speech. Um, uh, but uh yeah i mean it's 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 very good and it is a uh, yeah and then they they you know they go off and uh smeagol or and Gollum have a yeah they're a conversation about how they're gonna kill him and that's that's how that's how that storyline ends up for the for this movie um yeah but yeah then we'll uh we'll go to uh we'll to go to isengard, isengard i guess so basically yeah. we'll pick up with do you think that I mean, I think obviously, I think Mary knew. Like, Mary's actionable happens because he sees the army marching towards Helmsteep, and so he's like, "Let's move south." I, but do you feel that he knew if he showed? Uh, do you Shabir, mean Pippin? Which one is um, Pippin's the one that says, "Turn around, go south." But that will lead you past Isengard. That's Pippin. no, because no, because Pippin is the dummy, and. Uh, right, Billy Billy Boyd plays Pippin, and yeah. that is not who has that line. It is a hundred. Thomas, I have seen this movie a hundred and fifty times. That is a hundred percent who has that line. No. no, bro, because I'm telling you, because he uh, Mary is the one the entire time that's like freaking out while Pippin's just chilling, hanging out. I'm I'm about, sending like, you a gif of of Pippin saying this line. Hang on. Oh my god, because this we're gonna leave this part in just in case. I, like, just people will laugh. Whoever knows the true answer, I'm just telling you. Like, I'm like, because think about it, dude. It's literally Mary. It's fucking Lost Boy himself that stands up and sees the army and then states that we it's, we gotta turn south. Like, okay, everyone. So we just cut out a lot right there. But just want to clarify that I was in fact correct about the situation. I and just want I that would, to be on the record. I would like to put out there on the record that I was just mistaken. That's yeah, so. fine. That's fine. <laughs> it's not wrong. That is also true. My my statement was still true, 
just at the wrong time. So <laughs> it wasn't that it was wrong. It was just that it was right different. Yeah, it was just it was just I thought we were time traveling. And Kellen yeah, was like, fine. that's not how this movie works. It's yeah, it's fine. It's, it's fine. It's perfectly acceptable. But uh, the point being, at the end of the day, ladies and gentlemen, that either way, Treebeard finally gets to the south uh, side of Fangorn Forest. And I'm also just, my main thought is like, how the, f- the, for- the trees talk to y'all? Y'all didn't know that this was happening over here already? But look, yeah, that is that is wild. Like, you're not a very good, like, shepherd of the forest. If you, <laughs> like, this has been going on for, like, months. Like, months and <laughs> Treebeards has the line where he's like some of these trees are my oldest and dearest friends not really because you didn't no. even notice that they were getting murdered like, some friends Come on but, here. but he uh you know <coughs> uh, excuse me <coughs> a little cough I'm taking them back in my throat uh what he he sees the trees he's like I'm immediately angry. Then he like pulls out the like Captain Planet beacon to summon all the ends back. And I'm like, I'm just like, so are, is that like your war cry? Like, did you just speak to them? Like, no, it's a yes, we're going to war. Cause I like, or did yeah. you able to like, do, are you just like, no, when they get here? And they're all just like, and it was like 30 seconds. Like, it was, so they were quick. like all like right there, just like, oh, sup? Like, hey, man, <laughs> you, you call? I'm right here. And they're like, oh, we're going to war. And then also, it's like, how quickly did those other three or four trees, or whatever you said, like those half, like those trees the that became ones, living? Yeah. yeah. How, long, how long are you taking them to get the fuck up to that dam to pull that bitch down? Because, like, the basically, it ends slow walkers but they... oh yeah the 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 ants no the the huans went to go uh kill the the urukai that ran from uh from helm's deep but the you know i mean the the ants they just hop up there i played that in the lego uh in the lego lord of the rings game you just hop on up there there's a couple of there's a couple of little things that you gotta knock down and you just hop 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 yeah, there you go it's hilarious so yeah um basically single-handedly the ants just decide all right we're just gonna take Isengard. Don't worry about it, guys. Like, essentially, I feel like... Because I, I can't remember exactly in, like, the many thousands of things that happened at the end of Return of the King, but I'm like, does... At any point, did the hunters finally show up to Isengard, and they're like, oh. Oh, no, we, we took that's care of in, That's in Return of the King. Okay, that's what I was saying. I have, which I have not watched, rewatched yet, so that's why I was like... I know yeah. it happened, I thought, but I was like, damn, this is so funny. But either way. Yeah, because they come back thinking like we're gonna have a big war and have to do all the dying. Nah, nah, nah. Yeah, it's done, bro. We also took part in the war mm-hmm. by sitting on Treebeard's shoulders. But <laughs> yeah, they threw rocks too. They threw rocks. They threw. Yeah. They threw rocks with you know anti stormtrooper aim. They were just knocking. Yeah, I gotta right. say, I something about like uh, Mary and Pippin's like with rock throwing skills because they're th- like. Earlier on, they're like throwing rocks at like helmeted Urukai and killing them in one hit. One like, hit, just, just like, like bang, whoosh, and they're like, <laughs> like, you know, but also, it's like I want to point out it's massive improvement because literally at the beginning of the trip, when they were throwing those big ass rocks terribly into the fucking pond to summon the Kraken, yeah, uh, that was not skilled throwing, they were just like, yeah. plop, plop. No. These dudes could like skip that stone across the entire pond and never disturb that water one time the way they're killing Orokai. Not orcs, Orokai. Yeah. But either way, 
I just want to point out, talk about the fact that like these trees fuck everybody's shit up. It's so wonderful. Yeah. It's so great. It's uh, but my, I do have a main thought though. In that thought is, can Sauron not do anything? Is he not a wizard? Like literally, so, uh, wizards don't really do. So this is a thing that's that is um, that's difficult, especially with uh with kind of like how how these films depict that is so wizards don't really do a lot of magic like actual magic um uh yes you see in the the first um the the first uh the in the fellowship of the ring that that when they are on caradras that um uh, Saruman is like bringing down the sto- the storm to you know fuck all their shit up, mm-hmm. but like the the wizards don't do like a lot of magic in general. Um, the the most magic that you really see uh, Gandalf do ever is you know he in the Hobbit he lights some pine cones on fire, and in uh, the the Fellowship of the Ring you know he 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 breaks the the bridge of Khazad-dûm. And in in Return of the King, he like shines a bright light, and like that's like the extent of it. Um, but yeah, no, he he doesn't really he can't really contend with this. He he can't he can't, um, he can't just light some ends on fire like they're pine cones. I'm just asking. No, I I guess not. I mean, he, he doesn't. I mean, he's supposed nah. to be in, he's supposed to be slightly below Gandalf the White. Significantly yeah. above Gandalf the Grey, and, and I mean, this motherfucker like, can't summon fire. You could uh, also argue. I mean, it's hard to really make this argument in, but like you could say that maybe he doesn't have as much access to because yes, the the Astari were told not to really use Magia while in Middle Earth because it would make their job of thwarting Sauron much harder because it would kind of like sh- turn them into like a beacon, um, but that because Sauron is like directly at odds with like the hit like you know the 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 Valar his, and yeah. Ar- Aruluvatar that maybe he has less access to these powers but okay, by that maybe. term like why does Sa- like Sauron has all has been at odds with them folk for ever tens- thousands of years so like what why like i i don't know um but the the point being that saruman never really sh- demonstrates like he he never really uses magic like there's no there's no point where you ever see this full use magic he the the and they they i mean his most the thing that was his most like powerful quote magical gift was his voice and his ability to sway people mm. um that was like his big thing he was a charisma guy i thought it was uh, teaching dudes how to break dance by spinning them on their head. You know, there's a little bit of that. There's a little bit of that. You know, one might say that there's some charisma there that, that you have to that you have to have. <laughs> but um, but yeah, uh, essentially, I guess you would say that at no point in this battle does do you feel like the ends aren't going to win. But until no. they pull the dam, you think there would be end casualties at least but so yeah that that is an interesting thing here and that's something that i really have to hand it to um peter jackson's like team in general for for this so in canonically in this battle there is one ant that dies in the book um as an ant named beachbone 
who is burned to death. Now, Beachbone, as far as I'm concerned, is in this film. The one that puts his head out? Yes, and they just decided that we're going to have Beachbone live. Um, And I'm like, all right, cool. (laughs) Like... Like sick. Like, that motherfucker like, like just runs up and it's like, I'm gonna put myself out. I'm on fire. Let me yeah. get this water. Because like, yeah. they're very clearly like, no, we know one of the ants dies. We clearly know it's the, it's Beachbone over here. We're just deciding he's not going to. It's not that we just th- thought like, oh, none of them die because be- it doesn't mention like in the story. I don't think it it it, it mentions. Oh, and then Beachbone died. Like it's you have to really do some digging to figure out that that happened. Um, but yeah, I mean, it, it is just a a a full-on victory there is no real there's nothing that they can do to stop them at all so would you rather uh, maybe three choices would you rather be killed by an ant stomp a marion pippin like bullseye rock throw or drown in the pit if all those orcs that were down there still like trying to like churn and burn and that when that water comes through that's the worst i was like damn they yeah, I'd probably all... say, yeah, yeah, it sucks. I'd probably say if of the three, since it seems to kill you fucking instantly, I would take Marion Pippin's rock to the head. That's exactly what I was going to say too. Yeah. That just feels like the perfect. It's like, oh, it's over immediately. But yeah, I just think about because just watching it, you're like, dude, those ants just drown all those orcs. They're like yep. all those like just. You know, like just the plumbers, dude. They're just like trying to fix the plumbing. They didn't actually—they don't follow the politics of the Death Star. You know, like yeah. they like—they're just trying to chill, hang yeah. out. You know. Well, uh, I mean, no. I just uh, the, my point too is like where because I have to remember what Isengard looked like pre them ripping it up. There's lots of trees. Yeah, I guess it's all green. And obviously, they didn't dam up the river yet. So I'm just like, where did does the water go? the the Once. water like kind of like went around isengard i believe yeah and but my uh, my feeling or my thought is because it'd have to taper off somewhere or somewhere is that as you see because the water once the battle is over and like the river's still flowing all these things the water is like generally speaking like what four five feet because the ends are standing and walking around but then like they're still up to like their near waist yeah so and that means that it filled up that entire hole of earth that was like created. So yeah. where is it? Where is the water traversing down to? It's not really a yeah. Like where, where is just, the water going here? It's, yeah, I think, it's just, I think that the idea is that it was, the river was like so diverted by what they were doing that it didn't really have any place for it to go. Like, it wasn't necessarily like, oh, you know, like, this is where the river goes. That they kind of, like, fucked up the general topography of this area so much that it didn't really have anywhere to go. Um, And so it just kind of was just diffusing across the land there. Okay. Okay. Now, I guess before we move on to the final thing with Helm's Deep, I want to point out some things I really do love, though, at the end of this battle. Because we don't get Sauron's end until next movie. So, you know, that's just they made made you wait, and you only get it if you get the extended edition. Yeah. At no point in any of the theatrical versions does the second main villain in this entire trilogy of films that you made get a on screen death or like knowledge of like yeah. genuinely like Some it, more shit. My uh, assumption when the movie finished and everything was just like, I guess Sauron's just in a prison in that tower for the rest of his days because the Ents are there to fucking watch over him, and they lost. Yeah the ring and the war instead they're like no 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 no. if you want to like 
pay extra money and like really cared, you would know that Grima stabs him in the back and he falls off a tower. Like what? Yeah. Yeah. And then he comes back as Sauron the Purple because he was being I mean, terrible. In in the books, Saruman is becomes Sauron of many colors. Like that is that is what he like decides. He's, he's like, no, I am not. I am no longer Sauron the White. Sauron the White is it like the beginning. Also, uh, this is an interesting thing, Thomas. I don't know how much you uh, are on Twitter or things like that. Have you seen the or- the pondering the orb memes? No, I have do, not. Do you know what I'm talking? Okay, so so this is this has been hot for a couple of weeks now. Um, it, it's uh, if you just Google pondering the orb or pondering my orb, there is this picture of this wizard who is just staring at this blue orb, and man, it's been fucking everywhere for a <laughs> while now. Um, that's Saruman. <laughs> that is that is from a book, like uh, a source book from a Lord of the Rings tabletop RPG that like this this. RPG was just taken from and so y'all out there that know about the the pondering my orb meme which i'm sure is at least some of you um yeah that's that's your boy Saruman, and is uh yeah i found that out the other day uh, but anyways uh yeah he he ding, is sour man of many colors ding, ding. the more you know ladies and gentlemen uh yeah. <laughs> the many colors that's great oh. uh but yeah so basically he you know he's crying whining you know like freaking out his hair and his beard are all over the place because he's realized he's lost. Yeah. Uh, and so yeah, him and until until next movie, him and Wormtongue are just gonna chill. You do get the great scene where you get to see Mary and Pippin find their weed. They get to enjoy that weed real great. Yeah, it's great. Yeah. Uh, I, like literally can't wait. Gotta, like this is what I'm saying. I don't want to hear any nonsense about it's tobacco. These motherfuckers like immediately load up their bowls. And are like giggling and have the munchies. And just I do want to point out though that what they pull out of those barrels is fucking tobacco. Like yes, know, it's, it is, it's very but... clear that they're getting high, but that's it's literally tobacco that they're pulling out. It's literally tobacco leaves. But my thought too is, Kellen, this is the year two thousand to yeah. nineteen ninety nine when they are filming this, coming out in two thousand two. You are not gonna like genuinely believe that they're gonna plot two giant barrels of straight weed, like no, flour. No. It's buds. It's it's no. fantasy. It's fantasy. And the fantasy is this if you fantasy smoke plant actual leaves gets you it, high. Gets you high like bear one. Yeah. And my thought is, uh, thank you for putting this in the extended, but we could have kept that in the theatrical, ladies and gentlemen. That was great. Yeah. Uh, nothing but pure joy and wonderment. And then Tree Beard walking by and being like, "What? Oh, okay." <laughs> just yeah. leave I mean, it's it like in, in the hobbit where uh in the hobbit movies where, where gandalf goes to radagast the brown he's like here try some of old toby and, and radagast hits that he's like it's good it's good shit man yeah it's a they're definitely they know what they're doing and they both you know keep those barrels for er they're like, yeah, we gotta keep this. this no, Pippin, Pippin smokes that shit like all immediately. Like, <laughs> like he he runs out of he goes through that barrel like in no time flat. Just like, lights the barrel and breezes but... up. Like yeah, yeah. These, these guys just getting high the entire time. Like well, I'm not sharing yeah. any of this, so we gotta each go through our barrels quickly. Yeah. Uh, and now, ladies and gentlemen, it's time for what we all came here for: Helm Steve. Okay, oh, yeah, so first things first, they all know they're about to die. They're all prepared. They're all ready. And then 
you know, Legolas is kind of like, dude, I don't want to be here and die with these idiots. And then it's like, and he's like, that's no man horn or orc horn, whatever the fuck he says. He's like, those are my dudes. And then, you know, Javier and I would, what do you say? Like maybe like a thousand elves. How many elves soldiers do you think that they, they show up with and brought forth to a sacrifice to the slaughter? Um, I, I mean, I don't know. I would imagine like a couple of hundred, maybe. Okay, um, you, you really think that like it doesn't I, seem like that many. I mean, you never get a sense of the whole amount of them. I'm like just, you never, you never see them all at once. When they're marching, it seems like it's so many that like everybody's so overjoyed and thrilled they feel like they actually have a okay, chance fine. to win. Maybe, maybe like a thousand. Let's say that, like maybe like a thousand. Let's call it. Let's cut it in the middle and say five hundred. You know, okay. more more men than they had in the hold. Yeah, yeah. You okay, know? okay, yeah. Like and, a, a, and a few hundred actual trained proper soldiers too, not just like a six yeah. year old boy and a fifty seven year old man. Like these yeah, are actual yeah, these soldiers. Are, yeah, like yeah. And not only you get art, you get. I don't know. Are, are are all elves archers and swordsmen, or did they bring? Because they have both clearly, but. I mean, they brought they brought like these all seem to be archers and swordsmen. Okay, um, but, uh, but and yeah, you, you yeah yeah and, you, and and how there who is again both. Um, and, but yeah, so they you know you get them all doing this thing. You get this great. Uh, this uh, one of the best shots I think is is like with um, when you have uh, Theoden like putting on his armor and oh, yeah. he's he's like you know like. Uh, He's like, hey, do you trust your king? Uh, and and then he like go. He he says this uh, this this poem, uh, the uh, lament for the Rohirrim, that was uh, written by Aoral, um, or written for Aoral. Um, that like a, a, as like you know, you get these scenes of, like all of, like these kids getting ready to go to war, and like the Urukai coming the. The, uh, you know, where is the horse? Where is the rider? Where's the horse and the rider? Where's the horn that is blowing? Where is the helm and the hauberk and the bright hair flowing? Like this, this whole, this great, this great, uh, great scene here as they're like sharpening their weapons. Um, and yeah, and then, uh, you know, you got them all standing. You've got, you've got Gimli doing his, his comic relief uh, jam like- here. This is really where the, I think they, they like, like they've kind of like touched upon it, but this scene is very much where they establish like their rapport with one another. I, feel I was gonna like. say because this to me is like how we said earlier that the the first moment where Lilith like shows Gimli that like he's like no, I we're like at least at this moment we are like in this act together and we are like all members of this fellowship. So uh-huh. when he like pulls the bow on um, Carl Urban and it's like I'm gonna kill you if you threaten Gimli again. And then I think in this moment, like you said, it's firmly established. Like they are true friends now because yeah. When he's like, uh, "Would you like me yeah. to describe it to you, or would you like me to find you a box?" and Gimli laughs and uh, yeah, like yeah, and they like they clearly it's like oh okay, yeah, like we're you know and then and then honestly I was like so neither because you're not describing it and also yeah he didn't get a box so yeah. you know yeah what yeah are we and then doing they now? have. They begin their, I mean, which is again canon. They begin their, uh, their uh, kind of kill count battle. Yes. <laughs> which they, I've, also, I've, also, I've wondered this is, are they keeping this throughout the entire war or each battle they get into? Like, did they have another they're, they're one? They're keeping it uh, to, 
through each battle because okay. I know that at, so at the end of this, uh, Legolas has forty two, and Gimli in, has forty three, and and in the the Battle of the Pelennor Fields, like you can hear them counting, and they're definitely counting at lower numbers than that. Okay. So yeah, okay, cool. So, uh, yeah, basically, at this moment, like you said, you get everybody's you know gets their stuff together. They're all positioned, you know. I really like the line that you get from, even though it's bullshit, because Galadriel is. We've gone through this so many times, but when he, when Halder says, you know, uh, we come from the House of Elrond or whatever, that yeah. there once was an alliance between elves and men. Uh, we here are here today to honor that alliance or that pact or whatever. And yeah. Thaden's like, dude, you guys have brought so much morale, like plus twenty morale in my yeah. team. Like that's what it's like, you know. And honestly, yeah, I feel like the, the elves are just like minus six morale to the entire team. Because well, they were like, this. yeah, we're going to fucking, like, and all of them fucking die. Like, every single one. But like you said, they get to just, they'll come back. They just go back to where, like, the earth or whatever. Yeah, they, you know, you know they, they go back, they, they go to, you know, they're probably, you know, probably in the halls of Mandos. Like, you know, like, Mandos is going to be like, ah, you know, that was pretty, pretty sweet. You, you don't have to stay here too, too fucking long. Like, I would imagine dying in the, in the War of the Ring, on the side of good, it like gives you gets you a pretty light, light weight in uh, the halls of Mandos. Yeah, so. I feel like that's true, but at the same time, none of the elves that died uh, in the Second Age when the Sealed Door and Elrond, none of them come back yet. And I thought, well, that's that's not entirely true. Uh, the one elf that is supposed to be in the the that is in the books that so Glorfindel did die fighting a Balrog and did come back to life. And, and is he's the one who, who canonically rescues, uh, like brings Frodo to, uh, to Rivendell. Yeah. That's, that's how he got there. Is okay. He, yeah. So here's my question. So he was previously not. So if you come back, are you still like in the same house that you were in beforehand? So like, yeah, you are, he... you are the same. You okay. are, you are exactly, he's more powerful, but you, you are, you are like, this, you are in the same body. Like you're the same person. Yeah. Second question. Do you start back over at age zero or do you come no. back like, bro, back at the same age? No, you were, you were just back. Oh, sweet. So like do you Aragorn it and like just come out of nowhere or do you like, do you de snap and like materialize? There's, hmm, there's not a lot of specifics on that. Uh, Cause like, I know there are some. There are some elves, like I think there's a lot of elves that come back that are in Valinor, and like that's where they choose to stay. Um, but uh, yeah, I mean, it, it it varies. I would imagine that it's probably like you know, like hey, you know, you, you can go back to uh, to Middle Earth now. Like, where do you want to, where do you want to fast travel to? <laughs> where you, okay, where do you want to okay. get dropped off? That that's, that makes sense. That's that's cool. So anyway. Yeah. Uh, you see the army marching up, and you get it's so simple, it's so small. It written down on that's this is why I love acting, you know, because written on paper, it all all it says is so it begins. But yeah, the way that Thaden delivers this when they're marching and you know just do 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 you know and then he just sits there with just the and it uh, starts raining too like oh, oh yeah. perfect and like the, it, the little the tinkle of the the rain on their armor yeah he just and I, I, i'm trying to think of the exact like word to describe it it's not 
it's like acceptance, but there's no like resonation it's resolve. or it's, yeah, it's like, like, like yeah, it's there's no like oh I'm sad or there's no it's just like this is what it is. Yeah, it's about to start. Yeah, like ready or not, like it begins, and it, yeah. and he delivers it so well that you know people literally time their New Year to where like the when midnight hits, they then says. So like so it begins. Yeah, Bernard it's, Hill uh, did a did a fantastic job. Uh, yeah, and so what I do love too. So the orc, you know, just generally like how the cocky bad people do. The Urukai are all just like let's just make as much noise and terrify people, shake the ground, and make so much noise that the women, children in the caves are scared and they like can hear it and know what's going on. Yeah, and what my favorite thing is, you know, just much like in almost any war because technically like while the war has like begun of course it hasn't really begun it's like how everything works is until there's like a genuine true massive battle you can't officially say like that the war started there have been like skirmishes and incidents but this is going to be the real moment when the war starts when the real thing kicks off because technically you could argue that uh Isengard hasn't happened even though they're kind of concurrent uh, so what happens though is that just the older gentleman who's too old who shouldn't be fighting who should be like in the caves but they don't have enough men he just can't hold his positioning his posturing enough anymore and so he just lets this arrow go out of nowhere and fucking just flawlessly like murders this Urukai like just right in the throat just down down he goes you know which yep all it does is I mean, it, good shot. You it know. was it's like, dude, wow. He like he he was like, bro, I didn't mean to. It's like we know because that's what happens. Yeah. Like you murdered an Urukai. We all know you didn't mean to. Okay, you don't have to say it. Like <laughs> we know yeah. that was an accident. I just love uh Aragorn. Hold, yeah. bro, hold. Yeah. Like yeah. I did Come not on, say man. Yeah. Also, this um, so this scene when they're doing all this, like this, like you know, banging on the ground, that was not like scripted initially. That was what the so a lot of the um, that that was, that was like just what the, the stunt people were doing. This scene was like stunt man hell. This is stunt person hell. Like, and that that is there's like a as an interview, like not really. There's a bit of footage where I saw that there's a bunch of stunt people, and somebody asked like, "What? How would you do? What? What? How would you describe? Uh, what word would you use to describe Helm's Deep?" The guy goes, "Hell, hell. Like it's it's hell. It's hell. It was like three months of night shoots. Like you're soaking wet. You're wearing these full body prosthetics and armor and all this stuff, and like getting like beaten around. Like yeah, it is, it yeah. is absolutely brutal. Uh, but yeah, like, they, just, they right? just started doing that. They just started doing those things, and they're like, "That's fucking great. We're gonna use that in the film." Yeah, because that's intimidating as fuck, dude. It's yeah. like reminiscent of the Maori warriors Oaxaca. and stuff. Yeah. yeah, exactly. It's just. Either way, it's uh, <laughs> yeah, it's it's truly makes me laugh. But I love that. Yeah, and so this just riles up the Urukai. They're even more angry. You know, extremely disciplined. Surprisingly, where they're like they haven't they don't go until their general tells them to. Yeah, which I want to like. Uh, I gotta say, out of all the generals, I hate I hate the general in the third one the most. Like I really don't mind um, the one that uh, gets beheaded by Aragorn on the tree with the shield on his neck. I don't mind him. Uh, this one 
is probably, I would say, up there too. The one that's like just on the rock, like screaming, yelling, doing his thing. Uh, I absolutely hate the gross, disgusting, ugly one that's the general. In you mean uh, Gothmog, the Lieutenant Morgul in uh, in Return of the King, the, the the nasty boy with all of the uh, the stuff the, on his face. Yes, yes, yeah. yes. Yeah, same actor uh, that plays uh, uh, the Witch King and Lurts, actually. Oh, uh, cool. Lawrence Maori. Uh, even though he doesn't exist and he's made up as fuck, I probably would take Azog over that motherfucker. Azog the Filer from the White. Azog Lord. is a real is a real character within Lord of the Rings. It just, that's not how it happened. <laughs> yeah. Either way. Um, but yeah, so then basically the orcs are just like, fuck it, let's go. Let's attack. And then, you know, what I what I love, because it's just to show you the quality of the men versus elven debate and stuff. So then Aragorn is like, all right, let's go, guys. The men all shoot. They all, they kill some. They do, they do okay. They, they kill some. And then Haldir is like, all right, bro, why don't we show them how it's really done? Let's go. And it's like, no, there's every single arrow that the elf shot killed the Nord. And you're like, yes, yes, yeah. that is how it's done. Even the ones that like are sitting on the ground in the back, they can't even see shit. They're always like, yep, loose. And it's like, bang, like they all are yeah, like, yeah, it, we got this. It is funny that the shot with the, like the, the men shooting, it looks sh- like, it, maybe it's just me. It looks shitty. Like with them shooting the arrows, like they don't go straight. Yeah. <laughs> like some yeah. of them, but I mean, it's also like, that's that actually young and old people. So I sense. think it's on purpose. I thought, yeah, yeah, because like, they've got like kids and old people. Yeah, I've never. Yeah, I, I don't know why I never thought of that before. I was just like, wow. It's just, and I, I really love this. Not so. My thought is because so obviously we all know how like what transpires in such events and how things work. But my main thought is, uh, do you think that had Legolas been able to actually get the orc with the uh, fire starter? If he had yeah. been able to kill him, do you think they would have been able to hold off like what a lot better, easier, stronger? Obviously, let's all be honest. Like, there's no, do not kick yourself. Okay, like blowing a giant hole in the side of the wall is gonna really fuck up your game plan on your strategic defense and such. But even before that happens, there are still significant ladders and significant um, other things. Whatever those more big motorized ladder things were, uh, getting through and stuff. Like let's so many of them back over and so things so my thought is well do you think they would have been able to hold it hold their own better and do all that stuff while also remembering they still are going to have the battering ram attacking their uh their gate their front door that, that did not at all either do I you think, think they would have I been able so. to last if that i if, think so so they couldn't get they wouldn't have been able to get to the um Wait, no, they were still able to get to the the gate from. That's uh, what I'm saying. They got to the gate um, from the the ramp. I, I think shields. so because, like, yes, they were coming in over the ladders, but like, they were able to hold it. Like, they would have definitely had. They would have had more. They like they still survived. Like there was literally like eight of them left, but they mm-hmm. still made it to when Gandalf came. I think they would have definitely made it then, and I think they would have had more people. Like, yeah, I, I, I think 100%, because they would not be able to... They would only be able to get a small amount of, like, a, a relative... A much smaller amount of, of Urukai into at the fortress time. at a time. Like, yeah, I, well, I, I think I 100%. Think, I do think, though, either... Because the reason why I'm saying, like, I think... I think what you would have is... Uh, you could probably have more elves alive and things yeah. obviously but i think that they would still be like because the reason why i bring this up 
is you still would have to deal with all the laggers and all that stuff. But I, since the fact that we do see, regardless of the hole being broken in the wall, that battering ram does destroy that gate, and they actually do get in that way. That like that would, in my opinion, like kind of a similar equivalency as the hole being blown inside the wall. So, I think I just, it would have been easier to focus on taking them at those urukai down had they not also had to worry about all the Urukai rushing through the gigantic hole. I think they would have been able to maybe focus more on that and take okay, care of them. That's fair. Second question. Yeah. Uh, if it is that, if we both feel though, that you would have saved hundreds of lives, then Aragorn and everybody else, like, why is it that Aragorn, when he yells in Elvish, I get that he says Legolas. Don't, yeah. but like either way, why this is of such importance? Why are way more than one elf? Why is not like that? Why are they not all shooting at their arrows at this point? I mean, good, like, good, good, good question. I never, I've never thought of because I mean, like, yes, like, I guess it's like, you know, like he tr he wants Legolas to do it because he can make the shot, he knows he can make the shot. But I would argue that any of those motherfuckers could have made that shot. And I would also um, argue that Legolas does make the shot three times and it doesn't work any of those times. The orc yeah. is still running. So maybe well, if twice, it was, take, yes, no, because the third one when he hits him he still jumps into the fucking he, thing he so. hits he hits him once in each like like once on the 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 first time is on the right basically. side of his neck yeah. and then the left the second time is on the left side of his neck but what i was saying is that i thought the whole reason why uh he ended up jumping into the hole instead of just like running straight the whole time is because legolas got him a third time when he was like right before he got to the hole or whatever. i i don't believe so i think he just jumped into the hole because he was like he was like he was like starting to kind of like lose it a little bit. He was like kind of starting to stumble, so he just like jumped in. Okay, okay. So that he would a hundred percent get in there. And then, uh, main thing I like to say and point out is at this point is what I like to call the hardest part of the Two Towers video game because the hole gets blown open, wide open. Mm. That takes yeah. out a big chunk of elves and people. Let's be real. But then I would like to point out what I don't understand. So, Aragorn gets taken out with the bomb and he's uh, immortal so i get that he can die but i have a couple of things i don't quite follow or understand the logic of so obviously everybody focus and turn their attention towards the hole in the wall because there's gonna be a bunch of orcs flooding through now but if you if you do recall like aragorn's in the water and then legolas and gimli are freaking the fuck out and all this crazy shit and like everybody's gonna like go run down there and never but if you look when aragorn gets up out of the water there's like at least 50 elves right behind him like listen again we didn't need to go down there they could have stayed up there helping out on yeah. the top like with uh haldir so maybe haldir wouldn't die also you could have probably helped better with the, the like the gate itself instead of having all y'all con like congested right here where it just looks cool in the water and y'all are fighting but uh, yeah, yeah, I guess at, at this point, it's just like, because there, I don't know, how many, this is a random number, but like, I would say, what do you think, like, maybe like 10 to 15% of the orc force has been killed before the, um, like, bomb blows up the wall, right? Do you think that about that before many? Before that, no, I'd say like, maybe, not even five. You gotta remember, there's 10,000 of them. So I know, but then if there if, was ten percent, that'd be a thousand of them they killed yes, at this because point. Because think about it: if each there's three hundred humans, five hundred elves, they all are shooting arrows, they're killing people, and they're still fighting on the like terrace and the balcony thing or whatever, and all like of the when the ladders are coming up and things. So 
Because, yeah, when the bomb goes off, Legolas has already killed, what, 17 people? Like, I, I think that, but I, I think that they're doing far better than anybody else's. I would say that I, like, I'd be willing to say maybe a hundred or two, like a couple of hundred, 500 max. And I still think that's well, because think about it when, when you're watching the front lines and the elves, for example, and stuff are all shooting their arrows, like all those orcs are like going down dying. And then, like, so I would say maybe, okay, 5% low end, maybe 10% high end. But that, so how many then let's say okay better thought then better theory how many would you say are left when we're down to let's say like the final like 15 or 20 that are in that have their horses inside um like the horn area or whatever um how how many or, when, when they're when they're down there when, there's eight of them no, 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 no. Oh, oh, no, no. How, many? how many orcs do you think are left of the forces with the I would say probably human? like Okay, so they they start rapidly, rapidly losing like uh, like the or the the Ro- Rohan and the elves like are rapidly losing numbers as soon as that hole gets blown because they can overwhelm them really quickly. Mm-hmm. Um, so I would say I I don't even I I think that maybe they've got like at most like 2000 of them have died and I I think that that's pushing it. I really think that's pushing it. Okay, so then that's, I mean, that's fair. I'm just, I'm curious. Like, I don't know. Yeah. I would, I would, I always look at it as like this battling has been taking like so much time. Cause think about it. It's the dead of night when this battle starts and we have to wait for the sun to come up. So they've been battling for hours. Yeah. Like, it's not like I always look at it as they're cutting away and then coming back and cutting away. That's why, you know, for example, they get the cutaways to Sam and Frodo or, you know, whatever in the middle of this bullshit, which is ridiculous. Uh, but, I mean, going back and forth with Isengard makes sense because it's two different battles. Like, I get that. But either way, um, I always looked at it as it's been hours and they've been doing that. Although, I guess mm-hmm. at the end of the day, if you're the two best killers, well, we never hear how many people Aragorn kills or anything like that. But if the two yeah. best killers that you have are each in the mid, like low 40s, and those are your best, then like, let's say everybody else is like what like 10 average you think what do you think the average kills would be for like if we're doing a like video game it's kill death ratio um do you think each elf is good for like three four orc kills before they die and each human is i would good say for maybe each, elf, each elf is maybe 10 okay and then each human would be what like one three or, or two? four Three or, three or four, four. okay maybe and i still think that i think that's kind of reaching because you also have to like that the imagine more, the children being slaughtered yeah the, the children yeah. maybe yeah. one or two and the old like it, it's 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 harder to say with humans because the elves are like all like trained trained yeah. like yeah yeah i can see and i i think that it's probably closer to like eight i would imagine like seven or eight for an average for them um, okay but again i mean i'm pulling that number out of nowhere but so. let's say let's say 10 and let's yeah. say there's 500 elves. Okay. Well, that means that 500 times 10 is 5,000. So the elves alone took out half the force. It took them, you know, at least like seven or eight hours because they were waiting for the sun and things. But uh, then if humans, let's say the on average, because there would be like children and old men who didn't 
who couldn't do any hand-to-hand combat with an orc. Like, their best chance for a kill is to use an arrow to kill them from distance. But the second it's hand-to-hand, they're probably getting zeros. So, uh, let's say that their number, on average, is 2. 300 times 2 is 600. So that means there's about 44, 4,500 orcs left. That... That still seems like t- it seems like too many. Like I don't I don't really believe. Also, I think a lot of like all of the elves I think died very early because they were I like think frontline we, fighters. That's true, and I think most of the elves uh, also died because the bomb blew them up. But yeah, yeah, because they were all on the wall. <laughs> yeah. Like... Um. But either way, they have to fall back. You know, you get a lot of great fighting, a lot of great scenes. You know, the, but the there's a hole in the wall and the gate goes down and you see them like fall back, fall back. And this is my thought and question is like, if you're falling back, how do you only have eight people, eight soldiers left in the fucking thing? You should have all fall back and then close that gate. But you somehow though, like you say, it's like eight people, but you get the sadness of Haldir sacrificing himself. You know, you see Aragorn tell him straight up, I don't think he was sacrificing himself. That dude just died. No, I'm he, sa- he I, was like, non manon, non manon. No, he was just like, they were like, how dear, come on, let's go. And I was like, why would you yell at him? Because that's what gets him killed. Is he has to look at you and break his concentration yeah. and be like, what's up, dude? And then like, yeah. oh, I got stabbed in the back, like brutally. And then, yeah, he dies. It's sad. And they were like, oh, I feel bad. We didn't, we yeah, didn't it, show you any is- of the eight year olds. So this is also a part of this fight scene that I'm never sure how they account for this. So so Haldir dies. Aragorn goes up to him and like he he like puts his arm around him and Haldir like le- falls back dead. And so he like puts his hand on his chest and like puts his body down. And then he jumps onto one he fucking punches out one of these Urukai on the ladder and just like dives forward, like kicks off the wall and pushes the ladder down into the rap, like the main army of the Urukai. And it's just he's just fine. Like he, like he, he, he ne- there's never like a, oh how does he get out of that like he's just like it's just not a problem it's exactly. not a problem that he threw himself into the middle of their army on his own he he's just like in rage mode so he like yeah can do anything he wants yeah it's just fine. um but essentially what we're left with is uh Legolas Gimli, Theoden, Aragorn, um, Theoden's armored dresser. Uh, and Gambling. a couple other, and a yeah. couple other randos, and you know, Air, he, they, you know, oh, I've lost. I'm, everybody's dead. Everybody's outside is dead. All the elves are dead. We couldn't bring one elf in here to save. Everybody died. All the uh, the children are dead. All those old men are dead. Most of us dead. Aragorn's like, stop being a bitch. Get on your goddamn. I mean, to be fair, that's not what he does. And he's he's much more. He he says like he's like so much death. What can men do against some reckless hate? Such reckless hate. Like what can like how can we stop this? Like this is yeah. He's just passing the blame. He's acting like he didn't make poor decisions. You know what I mean? Like he's acting like he didn't make poor decisions. Yeah, I mean you know. I mean, let's all be honest. The first poor decision was letting Wormtongue be in your ear and put Sauron there in the first place. But anyway, well, I mean. There, I, I, he he was like magically poisoned. There's like, Kellum, I don't want to hear any excuses. We're not All defending right. Thayden today. You know, he he did what he did. His son died for a reason. You know, Thayden's on a journey. Okay, he's on a he's on a journey right now. We're, we're <laughs> mid arc for him. Yeah. But yeah, right. But uh, Aragorn 
has a brilliant, great, inspiring, passionate speech that works. And then Gimli, who's a great fighter, is like, I don't think it's a speech. He's just like, right out with them. With that be right out and meet them for death yeah. and glory for yeah. Gon for Rohan for your people. Like that's that. And, you that's know, a speech. That, that works. There are yeah, pauses. So he's he's making using it for emphasis. And what yeah. I find quite thoroughly hilarious and enjoyable though is, uh, they you know, the sacred horn uh, within Helm's Deep is you know Thaden's like oh just to hear that horn blown one more time would be great and Gimli's like yeah for me to do the horn of helm hammer hand will sound in the deep one one last time yeah because they're going out like they're certainly like hey we're again there's eight of us we're gonna die passing the buck and being like all right i'm just gonna blow the horn you guys can chill well i mean to be fair he's not great on horseback but fair it's also like (laughs) shouldn't shouldn't one of the people that actually is in like the the four of Thaden, his friend, and the other two. Like, shouldn't one of them be the ones that goes up there and blows the horn? That's for their people. Not I think Gimli. He, some yeah, dwarf. he just decided he wanted to do it. He's exactly. Like, no, he was like, like bro. He's like, bro. Yeah. Before we started the battle, like I already came up here and saw this, and like I wanted to blow it. This yeah, I called I saw it. So uh, anyway, I called it. Um, I don't know what to tell you. I but it's also the, ironic at this point that it's like, hey, the sun's coming up. Yeah. Legolas is like, hey, sun's coming up, and it's like, oh great, on the fifth day, look to the east. And I will yeah. deus ex machina for you. Yeah. And so what ends up happening is, you know, the orcs break through. All of a sudden, they're all on horses. There's eight horses in there. Where the fuck did they come from? Who knows? And then, you know, attack. Yeah, they're gonna charge, weird thing. But, and they're going to yeah. knock every... I guess none of these orcs have ever in their life heard of stabbing a horse. Because well, they... I mean, the, the, part of this is, like, like cavalry is always, like, so wildly so much more effective that against like like cavalry will reinforce will always win against i mean obviously there is like a, a level of force where this is not effective but cavalry always beats ground infantry hands down like that is that is that is that's why in in the battle of the pelinor fields when the row when the rohirrim come and they have like a very small force they like just fucking shadrack them like because a, a mounted cavalry always beats uh infantry uh, uh ground infantry okay also, but to note. be fair there is no fucking way that these dudes would not get taken out almost in, like when they're Thank running you. down the causeway yes. yes because there's really no place for those orcs to run and they are just going to barrel through them it's... but as soon as they get down there is no way there's no way that they survive like like yeah. aragorn at one point stops like aragorn at the end both stop and are like they did or, or uh, gandalf Aomer, like that, you would have been dead. <laughs> yes, thank you. But anyway, so what is happening is they're riding down. They're like going to meet their death with proud like glee. Such and a then, great fucking scene. Yeah, like basically you, you see out of nowhere, like up on top of the ridge, Gandalf just chilling. Like hey, he's just like Aiden hey. King stands alone, not alone. Rohirrim. Yeah, and then two thousand cavalry. And I know it's two thousand because they make the comment. Gandalf yells at Thane and so things like there are two thousand uh, Rohirrim or whatever ready to fight for you, roaming these lands, keeping your people safe or whatever. And he's like, "It's too late for that. We have to go to Helm's Deep." And so yeah. there's two thousand of people being led by Carl Urban. And I'm just like, "Damn, Wormtongue got rid of two thousand motherfuckers that were helping out." Like, yeah. there's two thousand people that had, that were behind King Thane that you had to get rid of before you could be in like. 
the main thing in his ear. That's ridiculous. <laughs> yeah. Which is, uh, and it's also it's so in the book. This it's funny that so Aylmer does not do this in the book. Um, this is in the book. The scene that happens is Gandalf appears, uh, and a cry goes up: Erkenbrand, 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 and it's it's this guy Erkenbrand who is like a a a guy who had a bunch of uh like mounted uh like rohirrim i guess that like he brought them in to like help uh, to help them and it's like oh it is Urkenbrand the great who is the captain of this and that and the other and like this is the only time he's ever mentioned <laughs> he, he like charges down he's like yeah i'm Urkenbrand. and we're gonna fuck shit up yeah well too bad you've been replaced by carl urban in this movie yeah, um, and yeah. so just like lord Dill being replaced and Essentially, though, I, was like, I just love the tactic because these 2,000 mounted cavalry ride down this impossibly steep cliff that would murder it's all of them. Such a great shot. Such a great fucking it's shot, too. Cool. But also, that's yeah. not how gravity works. It's not how like, well, horses can't run down something that steep. They would trip over themselves. You would fall. You would trip. Like, that's not how things work. Anyway, whatever. But it's for the shot. It's for the beauty of the shot. Then, like, all the orcs, for whatever reason, are like, well, fuck these eight dudes. Let's not just murder them real quick and then turn our attention over here. Let's leave them alone entirely and all run over here. And then, of course, the, like, they get their spears down and do all this stuff. And then, for some reason, so they don't know, understand how, like, to when the sun comes up, they can't just, like, leave the spear where it is or close their eyes. They all move their spears out of the way so that way the cavalry can, like, not get any of the horses to die and then they annihilate and destroy and brutally murder every single soldier in Sauron, Sauron's army, except the ones that the trees kill. And yeah. it's great. They're like, yay, wonderful victory. And it's like, no, the battle for Middle-earth, or the battle for Hub's Deep has been won. The battle for Middle-earth has just begun. Dun-dun-dun-dun-dun-dun-dun. And uh, also in this scene, it's a, a, I always notice that, so... Aomer and everyone is there except that Aomer is not Carl Urban. They, for whatever reason, have his stunt double. <laughs> and you can, like, you, I mean, it doesn't immediately read that it's supposed to be Aomer unless you, like, look and you see that it's, it's his distinctive armor because it's just some guy <laughs> it's, it's just it's just some guy with long brown hair and then you're like oh oh fuck it's supposed to... <laughs> that's his stunt double that they just have this in this shot amazing. with his face here yeah it's wild it's like hey carl was sick that day we had to do what yeah. we had to do so, yeah i don't know i don't i don't know the story behind that but yeah it's so great but yeah uh so that you know wraps up that now we're gonna have to be off to gondor but yeah, we'll get yeah, hit you with a, a bit of a long one. So this is going to be like a uh, uh, like a four hour long episode if you listen to if you combine part one and part two. But Which is, uh, you know, it's two hours, and so yeah. that, that's the case. And then, you know, the first two together were you know three hours, three fifteen, and this so one the was next one will be four. five hours. This will be five and a half hours minimum. Maybe yeah. that one will be three parts. Yeah, who knows? Jesus fucking Christ! There's a lot to talk about with fucking return. So we'll see. Yeah. Mainly, we're going to talk about the massive suck fest that happens at the end of the movie. Uh, and I mean that quite literally, the massive male orgy that happens between all the hobbits at the end of the movie over and over again <laughs> is what we're going to discuss. All right. So, yeah. All right. But either way, uh, thank you for listening. I hope that you've made it through this second part that feels like well over a whole part. 
Um, yeah, for real, for real. If you made it we... this far, let us know, and kill him and yeah. I. I will personally mail you a fucking don't say, don't say piece this. of paper that says say thank you. <laughs> yeah, if you if you yeah if you uh, if you if you on Twitter um, do uh, do a hashtag unqualified observers. Uh, I I made it to the end. Uh, Thomas will personally send you a, a a bit of a bit of mail to your mailing address. Yeah, I will personally put a yeah. stamp on an envelope and mail it, and you will open it up, and it will have one sheet of paper inside of it. And when you open that up, it will just say thank you. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it'll just be like cool. Cool beans. It'll literally yeah. be Andy Samberg Sick. saying cool beans. Yeah, and yeah it'll be a gift. Up. He'll mail you an iPad. I will, have a gift. I will like... mail you a frozen photo of Andy Samberg saying cool beans. You know, and then you'll be happy. But if you like in the meantime, in between time, please hit up this podcast at unqualifiedobservers at gmail.com. I really appreciate that if you emailed that account and you know gave us suggestions, topics, reached out, you know, asked oh, yeah. us questions. If you want to know anything, um, feel free to reach out, let us know. And also, if you would like, I, what I would like, Kevin would like, is if you could please go over to Twitter. At ObserveCast, just follow us. You know, say hey. We we'll listen yeah. to the episode. It's Interact great. We'll share it in any way. You know. Uh, also, it'd be great. You know, if you want a real, true, like, thank you, high five. You know, a little rascals meme I'll send you or something. Then I would really appreciate it if you could just five star or five star five star review on any podcast or platform that allows reviews. App, Apple Podcasts is, is the main one that we want you to, to rate and review us on, is Apple Podcasts. Even if you listen to us on something else, if you could just mosey on over for five minutes, yeah. if that, and just yeah. Apple If you're on Spotify, Stitcher, whatever, Plurmple, if any Plurmple users out here, you can still listen to, you can still rate and review us on Apple Music. Or Apple Podcast. Apple Music, Apple Podcast. Also, yeah. to any Martians or Venusians or yeah. Uranians or Saturnine, Saturnites. Saturnians? So, yeah. I don't know why I picked that one. But uh, you also, write and review Apple Podcast. Five stars. Please yeah. help us to grow. We would really love that. If you'd like, you can follow me at King on Twitter. If you'd like, you can also follow Kellum at cool underscore golem. We've all to interact with you as well. And honestly, if you interact with us and then we follow that up and say that you are not also following ObserveCast, we're going to have a question it. back. We're going to, that's the first thing we're going to say. Something. We're like, oh, hey, what's up following us? Where the yeah. fuck are you at? Why haven't yeah. you been, you know, following the pod, yeah. helping us out with the reviews, being a good supporter. We love you. We want you to really, you know, in, interact with us. So that way it's not just me and Kellum talking to each other and you just, um, I don't know eavesdropping if that's the term i don't know i'm giving this we're putting this out there it's just i would appreciate interaction so we don't think we're just speaking into the void <laughs> yeah yeah also one last thing just to, before we wrap up and you know take a break from middle earth for a little moment you could follow my other podcast for more nonsense and silliness and shenanigans me and my brothers every week talk about a lot of stuff movies usually we do movie lists we do music we do you know christmas stuff this month we're doing like random every episode we have a random christmas theme so that's fun and i appreciate that follow you know it'd be great 
we can intermingle, you know, nobody says you can't listen to more than one podcast. You can always listen to more than one. Uh, otherwise, I have no like great puns for Return of the King to think of to transition out of this, but uh, I'm going to leave that to Kellum because he's the Lord of the Rings file. Sorry, you you want me to you want me to transition out of here with a with Lord? Okay, um, yeah, but it's because we're going to to Return of the King, so you can't pull any oh, fellowship bullshit out of here. Okay. Like you can't be like, oh, Boromir, you later. No, we gotta. Yeah, try I'll uh, I'll. Uh... I'll 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 shelob y'all next time. That was terrible. Why would like uh... why wouldn't it be something like uh instead we could do like let's see. It, until we until next week, try not to set yourself on fire, ladies and gentlemen. I don't know. That's more that's that's, you know. that's just like good advice. I mean, is it because <laughs> Denethor douses himself safety. in oil and then lights himself on fire? So I don't know. If that's bad advice, I think he might have needed somebody to tell him that. I mean, that's, maybe, that's fair. maybe instead of singing him some songs, Pippin could have been like, "Hey, bro, don't douse yourself in oil and light yourself on fire." Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's that's uh, that's something. Well, we'll we'll get into that next week. Though. We'll, we'll get into that next time. <laughs> <laughs> all right, for, that, that's all for us this time. <laughs> all right, you guys uh, take it easy, and we will she lob you again soon. Also, just because I haven't brought it up lately, um, just never forget that Beyond the Black Rainbow sucks. Uh, come on, yeah. Bye. <laughs> Bye. <laughs>